Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Where in the hell is your green? Uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing green. Oh, it was just hiding. Thought I was gonna have to digitally. Look what pinch I just you. saw on Telegram. Uh, move it over a little bit so that what, that's a. If you're not, if you're listening to this later, you're not watching. The, can I actually show this? Susan might. You better get it off the screen. Susan might take us down for that. That is the worst thing I have ever seen in my life. If you're listening later, picture Alex Jones photoshopped with a giant hairy rack. People of Telegram. Is that in our telegram? Yes, which I love so much. Okay. I was just up harassing people last night until like 2 a.m. I couldn't stop. I'm told that there will be an official show telegram very soon. There I is. Will not, uh, well, I don't know. Is there one or are there multiple? There are two now because the initial one, the admin went MIA. And so they lost all mm. the functionality. But there's a new one. Yeah. So... I don't know that I'll be running it, but given memes like that or photoshops like that, I don't know that I want to be running it. It's probably too spicy for me. It's I'll just have tits. to dip my toes in it quite literally. Uh, yeah. Or at least uh, in a photoshopped way, quite literally. Okay. Well, um, if you didn't tune in last week, we have our friend and call screener, Dangerous Spaces, helping us out with production. We appreciate his help. So this, the rules are the same. Uh, we randomize the call orders before the show, and Dangerous Spaces helps us out cre- uh, screening callers. We'll get to as many as we can. We'll take breaks every half hour to check in with Super Chat on YouTube and Tippy Stream and DLive, which I've confirmed we are live on right now. Whoa. And Trovo. Yeah. Again, our apologies for whatever... I don't know why I should apologize. It's DLive's technical issue. I don't know what the hell's yeah. wrong with them. But we're back on DLive. We'll uh, we'll catch up with those chats every half hour. And then, of course, at the end of the show, we will uh, catch up on our email inbox. If you would like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you can send us a question. The one and only place that we accept questions for the call-in show is through the form on my website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact. And there's a call-in show question form. We will uh, take those questions at the end of the show, as we always do. But for now, let's hop into the callers. Stogies and Boomsticks is up first. Oh, actually, I already hopped into the old system. I forgot. Dangerous Spaces has them ready to go for me. Adam Redeemed is up first. Adam Redeemed, you there? Hello. Yes, I'm here. Hi. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, too much. I wanted to ask if uh, if Matt has ever seen Murdoch Murdoch. Yeah, I have. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm a a close follower or an expert, but I've seen I've seen it, and uh, I've had a chuckle or two. Yeah. Okay. I know uh, Blonde mentioned it the other day, and I got interested and started watching some of them. Did you Very like it? Very intriguing content. Oh, yeah. I loved it a lot. 
Very uh, little I've, makes me laugh these days, but I've seen some Murdoch Murdochs that have had me like almost p- peeing my pants laughing so hard. I know they just released a big one that was about an hour long. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I heard it's so depressing, and so I haven't watched it yet either. It's sitting in my download box right now. But uh, to all the uh, Matt and Blonde fans out there, I'd highly recommend going and watching it. Where's the best place to catch it these days? I know they've been banned off various platforms is it just on they YouTube? got banned off of youtube a couple of months ago i believe so if you want to find them i believe it's cheeky videos uh dot net but don't quote me on that okay i'll drop it in the chat sure all right much well, that was about it thank you guys yeah thanks for calling appreciate it awesome uh keep up the good work well thank you thanks have you blonde make more children <laughs> I'll kill you. The pressure's on. I know. Thank you, man. Okay, Stogies and Boomsticks is up now. Mr. Stogie, is he there? Oh, how you doing now? Doing well. What's on your mind? Oh, just uh first of all, thank you guys for uh, always being a good place to hang out on Wednesdays. Oh, well, um, thanks but, for joining. Uh, oh, no problem. Uh I just wanted to get you guys a thoughts on a uh, topic of uh, integrity okay uh so what do you think is the best way to insulate yourself from people corrupting your integrity like in po- if you go into politics or whatever what oh. would be the great best what? way to keep to your principles nepotism Man, I- nepotism <laughs> you just nepotism. have to have a great family and only stick to them yeah and- it's hard to say. Obviously, I don't have political experience, and I would hope that I, if I were to do something like that, I would have the integrity to stand up to all the corrupting opportunities that are presented to you. That's probably yeah. well, I mean, that's among the worst problems that face this country. If you're talking just in a personal social context, it's very easy to say surround yourself with the with people of the integrity that you yourself would like to emulate, no, no. but. A total lack of integrity is the answer here. Do you know the sex cult Nexium? The, you heard about it? Wasn't that the Hollywood one where they yes. brand each other or some weird yes. shit like that? Yeah. But what they did to get the women to be totally compliant is they made them hand over pieces of collateral, like they would make them have a sex tape or something that would just destroy their life. Hmm. And then it would be handed over to this person. That's what I would do with my entire cabinet. Okay. But how does They'd that have to give me the collateral? How does that prevent corrupting influence on you, though? Let's say lobbyist. Oh, no, guy. no, no. It just prevents me from getting sold out, which would make me feel like I was incorruptible. This is all a way for me to become a tyrant, don't yeah, you? Know? Yeah, that does sound like the ultimate corrupting uh, strategy. But really, I would <laughs> I would have my family on the cabinet. They keep me grounded. Um, I just uh, it's an avenue I'm, I'm seeking, but there's always that worry in the back of, uh, of my mind about, you know, it's easy to stick to your principles when you have nothing at stake. But when you put everything at stake, it can yeah. become very easy to become corrupted. I think the best answer is probably not just what you would do as an individual, but what we ought to do as a country, which is remove centralized power generally. If there isn't yeah. as much power f- focused in D.C., there isn't as much power to buy off and there isn't as much interest from corrupting forces. Now, I know that's much easier said than done. The idea that we're going to have Congress come together and voluntarily surrender nationalized power, it's its not going to happen anytime soon. But it's one of the reasons that if we ever were to get to the other side of 
the current problems that we face and sort of build something fresh and new again. Yeah, you'd have to you have to put that double down in the Constitution. No, seriously, guys, the federal government's very small and this is all that it does. But don't you think that the cost of doing business in the political sphere is compromising your integrity? You can't be successful in politics unless you're playing dirty. So can't you just play dirty up front and then try to institute some sort of policies that fundamentally have integrity? Yeah, but it's easy to keep down a path when you when you're getting success and you stay down that path and you become even more corrupt. You got to write the ship. It's like doing cocaine for like a ship. little bit of time. Just, yes. Just to- <laughs> you have to sink the ship to sail the ship. You know? <laughs> sounds counterintuitive. No, I actually I get what you're saying. I mean, this is the classic yeah. debate we're always having, which is uh, that's kind of that's an accelerationist perspective, really, that. If you, the current system is so corrupted and so bad that were it to be destroyed, the opportunity to build something new on the other side of it is more realistic than fixing the broken ship that we currently have. Right. And so it's just do we have the capability to reset our sense of morality after we engage in widespread immorality? Can we do that or will we just continue down the path of darkness? I'm confident in my ability to rein myself in when it- the time is... It takes a weird moral compass to be able to say, yes, I'm engaging in immorality, but it's in pursuit of future morality. I could do it. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, got to play the game. <laughs> All right. We'll throw the question back at you. Do you have thoughts on uh, on how to insulate yourself from corrupting temptation? No. And that's a worry of mine. Hmm. Every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't hang out with corrupt really assholes is. to start. Yeah, that that's a good start. That's a damn good start. All right. But yeah, I well, just wanted to get you guys uh, comments on it. See what y'all thought. Sure. Uh, so it's always a good discussion. So. Best of luck. Well, thank you, man. Have a good night. All right. Have a good evening. Meadily is up next. Why does this sound familiar? Did you send some gross super chats in Meadily? Probably. Uh-oh. I, I want to plead the fifth. I refuse to answer that on the grounds that I may disgust others <laughs> and myself. I think one of them was so disgusting that I couldn't even read it. I'm trying was to Matt, racist. I can't remember. Matt Matt wouldn't let you read it. Oh, was the yours was the Meghan Markle one at the end of Sunday, oh, right? That's right. Yeah. Yep, see, but I, I can say that because I'm brown, dirty, and disgusting myself. So I Well, you got your redemption. By the way, I'm trying to tell what your avatar is. Is it Lori Lightfoot as Beetlejuice? That's correct. It's really small. Yep, I totally stole stole (laughs) from from uh, from Salty Cracker. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, 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 that's that's one of my favorite freaking avatars I've seen. But I totally stole it. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to. uh, I wanted to ask you, Matt. um, I just got my permit to purchase. Finally, Um, there there were some. uh, You talking Illinois? No, Minnesota. Permit to purchase? You guys, you need a, a, a permit to purchase in Minnesota? Yes. Oh, good. Yep. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. So, Is it and, just and handguns also, or all guns? Uh, any gun. Any gun. Oh, my God. Okay. I didn't even know that. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's one of those states where, yeah, where, where if, you, if, you, if you shoot a home intruder, you're better off just hiding the body because you'll get in less trouble. 
than than if you actually report it. So <laughs> well, our laws are our our laws are not much better on that front. I mean, we are a uh, castle doctrine state, but they have to be threatening your life. Like simple entry or disruption of your property is not sufficient to point a gun at a person. Oh, oh that is really stupid. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. If anyone invades my property, I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll protect myself first and worry about the legal implications after. But we're not a great state on that front either. Yeah, interesting. I had no idea. But anyway, I, I wanted to ask. Well, it, it it took me a while to get it because I made some unfortunate life choices when I was a teenager, resulting mm. in felonious that it would have been felonious damage to property had I been had I been an adult. But okay. I was a minor, so so they were able to freeze it. But basically, it, it was a pain in the ass to get my permit to purchase because every time they ran a background check, they were like. Hey, we see there's a criminal record for you in Minnesota, and you know it's in this obscure courthouse, and we were having trouble accessing it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And like, he sees this, is he gonna let me get one? Yep. It was as a minor. So, Isn't that supposed to be cleared when you become an adult? Uh, yeah, nothing's ever cleared, man. They can fucking find anything, hmm. them or or the government. Yeah. For, for Alex Jones, Alex Jones would say you'd be able to find anything. Yeah, yeah. But that's pretty good. But anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, what would you recommend uh, to, to try out first? Because I know that, uh, like, as far as weapons, like for for a concealed carry or just a general general purpose, idiot proof, um, stress you know, stress on the idiot part, uh, weapon that that you would recommend for somebody uh, as like a first first firearm to, to yeah. try out like at a shooting range you talking handguns i assume or you... yeah yeah okay handgun because yeah and you I, want I something to carry yeah. uh maybe carry um but uh okay, mostly just carry. to have in my house you know for the ensuing uh ensuing um derek show or the shogun uh <laughs> trials that, that are coming up and for the, they're, for they're, the jogging marathon that's coming soon yeah, to, yeah, yeah there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of joggers coming by probably and uh <laughs> Um, I'll need to protect myself, but yeah. If you want like something jam, that's just general, all-purpose, like you could carry, clo- but it's is still close enough to a full-frame gun that's that's you know plenty shootable. You can't really mm-hmm. go uh, go wrong with a Glock 19, and they are okay. so easy to. There's the parts are everywhere. They're easy to clean. They're easy to maintain. They just work. I know Glocks aren't uh, Glocks aren't aren't the most interesting guns anymore because everybody has them and they're they're just they're everywhere. But it's 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 not the most interesting gun in my safe, but as far as a handgun that I have that I could carry if I had to and just works in every way. I don't care. I could put garbage, you know, steel case nine millimeter around so that thing. It'll always work. It never malfunctions. So uh, it's a great starting point gun if you wanted to go with that. If you want to okay. carry, if you're really thinking about carrying, there are better carry guns. Uh, the Sig okay. P365 is is. Uh, probably going to be a better carry gun. Springfield's Hellcat is right there too. But okay. if you're thinking like, okay, I want to go to the range and I really want to develop handgun skills and maybe I want to carry down the line. Glock 19 is a more, it's it's not a full frame, but uh, it's close enough that it's still shootable that you'll, you know, you'll have fun with it at the range too. Okay, cool. Um, And that's nine millimeter, right? It is. Yeah. But you can okay. get, um, I mean, they make Glocks in every, uh, in pretty much every caliber. So if you if you have ammo of a certain type or you know someone who does, you can get a you can get a Glock in whatever caliber you want if you decide. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're still from what I know, I have a brother-in-law that's also into firearms, but um 
he he said he said that there's still a huge ammo shortage here as well in no, Minnesota. It's, it's so. basically impossible, especially yeah, nine millimeter, but especially everything. Yeah, basically, yeah. You, you you need to basically give people tr- a rusty trombones to get nine millimeter. <laughs> now here, here's here. another option that I'll that I'll give you if you're thinking I just want to develop the skill, but I'm not necessarily. I know you said you want to defend your property, so this is this is more just a skill development option, not a defensive property option, but. I have always sucked with handguns as far as just being an accurate shooter, being a skilled shooter. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot better from a Smith and Wesson 22 compact. Like if you can pick up a 22 just to mess around with at the range and really fine tune your shot, that is okay. also a good option. It's not a defensive option, but it'll make you a better shooter overall. If the right opportunity presents itself, of course, 22 is not cheap these days anyway. But just something to consider if you run if you run across a good deal on like a you know, three hundred dollar twenty two handgun. Okay. Anyway, I, I will I will give her a shot. But yeah, uh, sorry, I didn't have any rage bait for you, blonde. Um, <laughs> she's okay. he's probably zoning out and passing out just from boredom. But no, it's fine. Someone's gonna call in later, and we can talk about circumcision. So yes. Oh, awesome, awesome. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, guys. I love you. Thank you, man. Good we luck with your you purchase. Too, Appreciate <laughs> it. Bye. Uh, this caller is just named the short version of the N word. (laughs) Mr. Short N word. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, uh, chatting away there to dangerous spaces, you know, so shout out to him. What were you guys talking about? Are are you a tiny black man? No, no. He's, his name is the short version. Oh, okay. I was just making sure you understood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wasn't calling you short. That's all I'm saying. Talking about names and everything there, though. So I was going to comment on the the new name of the show, the whole Matt and Blonde instead okay. of the beta there, yeah. there, which was is what why Matt and Blonde instead of Blonde and Matt because Blonde and Matt would have continued in the whole you know the sequence of the name. It's the and, proper and also transition the proper from order. the old from the old name. Yeah. <laughs> Male first. <laughs> Yeah, but but you could also have uh, shorten it to BM, man. Bad manners. Come on. Oh, I thought you were going to go bowel movement. BM also means bowel movement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to get there too, which is also you have the risk for bowel movement or yeah. uh, Blonde's favorite there, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates. Those so. are- everybody is... <laughs> Satanist. Everybody... Uh, multiple times, okay? I told you about how we went into the bank a few months ago and we were trying to feel out our banker's opinions until she just name dropped bill gates right this happened to us the other day with with a gym instructor too we were like trying to feel out her opinions because i could kind of tell so i was like oh yeah i think this is kind of crap or you know but i was being real soft around the edges until she's like bill gates that son of a bitch i'm like all right now i know you're cool even though i don't i don't care and talk about bill gates that much but yeah. anytime someone name drops Bill Gates, that's an indicator to me that you're cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Litmus test there. And I deal. mean, they have to name drop him in the context of buying up farmland or injecting people with crazy chemicals, not in the context of developing Microsoft. <laughs> oh, talk, talking about sketch things there. So this, this is actually kind of old, old but it, you know how a lot of people were saying that uh, essentially the Trump election in um, it wasn't so much a vote for Biden. It was more so a vote against Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so 
if that is true, then what are people's explanation for why the Georgia runoff uh, votes went pretty much the exact same way, you know, towards the Democrats with the same kind of sketch uh, voting pattern and, and Trump's out of office by then. So, yeah, you know, it can't be a vote against Trump. Yeah, good question. I would say the number one thing in Georgia was uh, a, a total lack of compelling candidates too. the Republican yeah. field was, was garbage though. Yeah. Uh, Purdue and Loeffler lost a huge amount of Trump voters. So some of it was yeah. just, they lost because they didn't pick up everybody who voted for Trump. Yeah. Is there an authentic blue surge in Georgia? Is it, uh, you know, are there some shenanigans flying out of the gap in Stacey Abrams' teeth? Oh, you sure. be the judge. Yeah. The thing about Georgia that's so crazy, though, whether you believe it's totally fine, whether you believe it's shenanigans, that has gone from a reliably red state to a Marxist state in essentially yeah. one election cycle. It's not a, it hasn't it been a slow. It takes a while run. normally. Yeah. Yeah. So I have some, given, you know, the scenes that we saw like suitcase gate, which definitely wasn't suitcases. It was just a normal ballot box and there was nothing to see. Totally. Here, pipes breaking, nothing to see here and all the oddities that happened. I, I'm not sure that I buy Georgia as a hundred percent legit in my own opinion. And that's all it is. But I think the number one way to answer your question is just that those candidates sucked and Republican yeah. voters didn't care about them as much as they liked Trump. Right. I mean, Lori, what is her name? I always forget because of the... Uh, Leffler, Loeffler, Kelly. Loeffler, Kelly Loeffler. Why not call, Aunt Becky. Not Lori Loeffler, not Aunt yeah. Becky. Um, she was widely disdained because of the uh, because of this fraud accusations. The insider trading mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, people just lost their appetite. They were like, this is just more of the same. Why should I bother? And oh, they were demoralized after the election, too. Yeah. So I guess that's what people are thinking, that it's maybe the demoralization then. But it, uh, yeah, it's still the sketch voting patterns for sure. The whole jump and pike and all of a sudden all the votes come in kind of deal. So, what do you but, what do you make of it? Do you think that Georgia is uh, an an authentically legitimately blue state, or do you? I think there's I think there's only two explanations: either one, the fraud explanation, or two, Republicans have been massively somehow capable at denying the vote for years and years and years, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden, and uh, you know, voter suppression isn't happening. <laughs> That's true. They yeah, they ran out of suppression really quickly. That's odd. All right. Well, I, th I think that's the end of uh, my topic. I'll let somebody else jump Thank in you. there. You're um, very polite for having a slur name, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Have a good night. Don't judge a book there. Yep. <laughs> All right. It's our friend E is for Epitome. Yes, I know it's epitome, but Epitome is a historical moment in the show. Hi, how are you guys? We are well. How are you? It's me. It's your friend. Ease for Epitome. I know. I want to talk about um dating. Please okay. and thank you. Sure. Okay. okay. This is an observation that I've made, and I want to see what you guys think about it. Because generally speaking, in modern American culture, secular culture, we see this phenomenon of people, millennials, not getting married, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we look, conservatives lament the fact that Oh, one, it's really hard to meet people these days. And two, like, um, there's no 
cultural family values anymore so people don't feel the need and that's all been decimated you know that sort of thing but i have come from and grown up in a very conservative christian culture that still has tight-knit community and i'm seeing the same problems and mm. I don't th- I think it it's like my suspicion is that it's something that runs deeper in the in the like Western postmodern psyche, right, of our yeah. generation. Because here's my because th- like, for example, in this, I, I grew up in like conservative Christian um, religion and we have a lot of colleges. And like the joke is the whole point of going to college is to find your spouse. Yeah. And and also there's still, you know, that conservative sort of cultural expectation of getting married and having kids and things like that. But yet all, a lot of my peers still aren't married. So that's like to me, that's like what's happening with millennials <laughs> that we're still. Yeah. And here's what I think it is. And you would tell me this is where I want to know what you think about this. I know Aziz Ansari is canceled. But he did he did write that book, Modern Love, which I read. And one of his one of his theories was that we just have way, way, way too many choices. And so you have like you have like FOMO, I guess, of like whoever I'm dating, there could be somebody better. So maybe like you're trying you're scrolling through Netflix for like four hours. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right. There's some of that. I mean, but I'm seeing the same phenomenon within um, kind of obscure religious communities. Like I have a lot of very high quality, um, devout Catholic friends that are hot women in their early 30s and they have like no marriage prospects. So I think for a lot of millennials, it's the abundance of choice. But for people that don't want to marry outside of a very specific mm-hmm narrow window it's like none of them are getting married yeah too few choices for them so i think it's a little from column a a little from column b yeah that's possible but like isn't there a case to be made that in the old-timey generations it was just like your friend from down the street is your only choice and so you get married right yeah yeah Yeah. that's true we're we're not in the mental space for that in our global no, I was talking in the Telegram chat to somebody about this, but um, like a long time ago, people had totally solid marriages entirely based on their fi- their family's shared financial interests. Great marriage, <laughs> you know. And now, I you know, you can't marry somebody that likes a different kind of music yeah. than you or something. <laughs> it's yeah, retarded. right. Yeah. It's a huge. There's so many different like moving parts and like things like that. Finances yeah. is a huge one. So yeah. I don't know. This is just all I'm basically saying is I see this problem across. It's not just a secular culture problem; it's a wider problem. What I do think you do? everyone needs to lower their standards. <laughs> Apparently, mm. so I don't know. Like how how much lower do my standards need to go over here, people? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that everyone was, lower that, your standards. That was going to be my question: is what do you do to address that, or what do you do to solve it? Well, women yeah. need to start dating short men. someone's got to do it. (laughs) That's the thing. If you'll go short, you can, can I get leg shortening surgery? Maybe you're really tall though. Right. What's five, nine. That's pretty tall. What's weird about this theory. And I don't, I don't dispute the theory. I think there's probably something to it, but usually hyper competition leads to, uh, 
it's some sort of elite quality. And instead, yeah. I think we're getting very poor quality. Yeah. How and, is it that we have hyper competition, but also like the, right. the wor- it just it, it defies. What are you trying to say about me, Matt? <laughs> it's not a commentary on you, <laughs> uh, but no, I know what you're saying. It, 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 am I wrong in that? Doesn't it seem weird that if you have that much competition that still right. the quality of the pool seems <laughs> poor? At least well, it was in my experience. Yeah, it's the degeneration of our culture in general that's made yeah. everybody become terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do about this problem. I'm open to suggestions. Data. Uh, my guide. DMs are open, guys. Oh, which, yeah. by the way, if any of you remember, like a year plus ago, I did that silly survey thing. Right. And to anybody who filled it out and I didn't get back to you, like, let me just say that I was buried under a mountain of anxiety at the amount of people that emailed me and I just couldn't like I did make a few friends out of it. though. You had to hire an uh, an HR firm just to <laughs> right. manage it, I think. Yeah. But as I've said, as I've said to you privately, if you if if you would like to open that door again, we're here for you. But I'm not putting you on the spot. Yeah, sure. Well. People can DM me, but all I'm saying is, like, come with the machismo. I'm not trying to steer the ship here. <laughs> well, what do you like? What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah, right. What do you feel what do you like? tonight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that used to be me 10 years ago. Wish I could have a talk oh, with myself no. back oh, then. Oh, also, if you need references, I can provide references. Red Falcor is one of my references. So there you go. Okay. Him. You know, I before we let you go, I used to tell women to, to try to science the dating thing. Right. Yeah, you told me that once too. Like I the think whole... that maybe that's bad advice. Hmm. Okay, so what's your updated advice? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell people because my okay. Here's my advice: um, meet everybody and give everybody three chances. Because okay. I did not like my husband the first two <laughs> dates that we went on. Hmm. Third date, knocked it out of the park. It was awesome. even to this day. My my wife gives me a hard time about how I handled something on our first date. Oh no! Like, Jesus yeah, Christ. sometimes they're just a disaster. And like, <laughs> if you've got yeah. a strong, silent type, then it might take them a little while to open up yeah. to you. Yeah, that is true. And on the flip side, like, I'm not that interesting on the first date either. So I guess I have to cut people some slack. Are you comfortable sharing your location, like general area? Yeah, I'm in SoCal, Southern okay. California, like so if, Inland Empire. If you're an eligible gentleman in Southern California. E is for Epitome, has been a, a friend and supporter of the show for a very long time. We have a good relationship with her. I vouch for her 100%. And uh, what's the preferred method of communication? You want people to message you on, on Discord? Yeah, just DM me on Discord. Trust me, you're getting a good person if you make that she DM. She is. Aww, we know her well. Thanks. And she yeah. rocks. I mean, I've never seen her boobs, but I would imagine <laughs> they're pretty nice. There, you just saw them in the Telegram, didn't you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> Those were hers <laughs> no, photoshopped onto I'm Alex dang. Jones. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, good. of course. Um, and uh, good to hear from you and all the best. All right. You too. See you later. Bye, girl. All right. She's the sweetest voice. I know. Hoping for the best. I'm really bummed that, you know, it, it didn't it didn't work out the last time we tried the dating game through the show, but maybe... Maybe this time we've had matches made through the stream before. Yeah. There are marriages that exist because and maybe of the stream, at this point? including my own. So what? Know, uh, my marriage, at least. Oh, soon to be child. One day. 
Don't, don't put that pressure on ping. <laughs> anyway, um, we are due for a break. Yeah, every day I, I take out the whip. Are you pregnant yet? You know, I know how well that, how works. that works. Yeah. The best children are born of several days of obligatory sex. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Yeah, well, I don't know. She's <laughs> we're, we're not quite on the like the calculator meme scheme, you know, <laughs> like you'll I, get there. I, I, yeah, I remember your time. You were like, all right, I have the X over Y equals <laughs> and the tangent of 365 yeah. double semen squared. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I have it has to be 731 on the dot. <laughs> That's that's how this stuff went. I know. But it worked in the I end, so I, I, sh- yeah, I shouldn't question the calculations. I always laugh at people that are like, oh, and then on my honeymoon, I, I guess I was ovulating. And then we had sex in the on the beach at, yeah. at sunrise or whatever. I'm like, oh, bitch. Like, no idea. No idea. President Joe Biden, may I sniff blonde? I'd like to sniff blonde. That's uh, I, would you let Joe, would you let him sniff you? Only for the law. Come on, man. Mm. Do it for your President country. I wouldn't mind sniffing Matt either. Right. If <laughs> only for the photo, I might allow it. Cody Opperman. Iowa has permit to purchase handguns. Easy to get. All right. All right. Iowa has that? What the hell is this? How many states have this crap? Permit to purchase a gun. Do you have to get a background check too on the spot? Like what the hell's the point of the permit if you still have to go you through the Nick's background? Surely check have to go through the background. We're gonna check you again. Wait, wait, wait! I misread that. So that makes it more difficult. The no. the permit to buy? Yeah, that make it way easier. Uh, depends on how you look at it. What the state is saying is, just to buy, you have to go through a permit. Some states, I I don't know all the programs, but you have to get a permit from the state as though you're driving a car or something else just to buy the gun. But typically at the, if you're buying from a federally licensed dealer, if you're buying from a store, you're getting a background check per federal law at that point. Anyway, anyway, which checks to see if you're a criminal or an otherwise prohibited person. Ah, so why the hell do you need the state permit? Why do you need the permit? Yeah. Yeah. Long done, John. Matt is embracing his inner potato ape. Oh, potato. (laughs) I got to say, I was patrolling twitter earlier today and there were that all was of these so funny all of these amazing memes about how the irish really control society it was just the best who knew that the uh, the irish are the ones who control banking and media it just it's hard for me to describe how great the memes were but just go <laughs> go 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 over to twitter and uh, there's no hashtag or anything. I don't know. I wish I had a place did to Did you see? You, but... Did you scroll down and read the responses? Oh, they're all awesome. I was like, there was this so one ginger guy, like the gingeriest <laughs> yeah. ginger guy. Like, <laughs> I was cracking up so much. Oh my God. So, um, yes, I have to pay my respect. To, I have to honor my Irish overlords or else uh, the stream will be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John K sent a, a dancing bird or a dancing pear. I don't, oh. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Thank you, though. Hoof-hearted. Um, see, I'm not... I'm, I'm above that. Yeah. Halfway through the Federalist Papers and have found it refreshing these great minds establish a nation without one reference to race, gender, puberty blockers, or sexual preference. <laughs> How'd Give they do it? Who, how? How did they do it? Lazarus Rex. Idea for a name for the show that came to me, no joke, in a dream. 
defensively offensive with Matt and Blonde. Thoughts? That's a little wordy. It's pretty long. Matt, uh, says Matt and Blonde, blonde show, in the belly of the beast. <laughs> yeah. Matt and Blonde show is very simple and to the point. And uh, I need word of mouth, you know, because of Susan. So that's that's the plan. Josh and Jesus, the authentic Red Surge. That's the show name. We already have a show name. The authentic. That's, that's what you should call the show. Um, <laughs> we can't do another rebrand. I don't even have it. In no, I don't. I, it's pretty much set. And that's what I want it to be. Yeah. But if we were to decide, if we were to balk and do another change, uh, that would just be annoying. I think from it an would audience be annoying perspective. For everybody and yeah. The only other one that I've heard that I've liked is the sanity safe space. Also, uh, also too long. I mean, that's a nickname of the show that just came through the intro. Yeah. But I, again, you know, if I'm talking about just trying to share the, the show between people and describe it in conversation, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Man blonde show. Simple. The to last the last one for right now is black magic. When it comes to election fraud, we can all agree on one thing. We all hate rig. Oh God, I hate them. You know, especially Joshy boy. Yeah. Especially when they're nagging you about it. I hate people I that, that nag all the time in that way. They're just nagging. What do you call them? Riggers. Uh, no <laughs> complainers. That's whiners. <laughs> That's what I was getting nagging. at. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I think we just have one over on uh, Tippy Stream. Hockey Fanatic says, "Hey Matt and Blonde, love your stream. What are your thoughts about sharing your videos with a reasonable lefty who wants to see more right-leaning content? Would love to share you, but don't want to risk putting y'all in hot water. Well, share away. Uh, and if they don't like it, that that's up to them. Um, you know, I think there are moments on the stream that are uh, a little spicy and less approachable to uh, maybe fresh off the progressive." Uh, boat but uh nah, fuck that guy but yeah i mean you gotta you gotta jump in and at some point that's how it happened for me too you know the people that the people that converted me f- from that perspective were not the most politically correct polite people either so yeah, but imagine you're on the left in 2021 that person's worthless to me i'm not i'm not flipping any more people they still are peeling off though i know you're skeptical but they still no. Are. there is no freaking <laughs> way people are still peeling they off still right now. are the vaccine uh, might do it, though. Yeah, maybe. Um, just a couple on Trovo and uh, DLive real quick, and we'll hop back into callers. Uh, C2K says Michigan judge declared absent, absentee voter advice. A presumption of dodgy missing signatures would still be deemed valid. Illegal today. Weird judges can suddenly adjudicate now that the election is done. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that story, so I'll have to look into it. But if that is the case, uh, yeah, uh, very convenient timing. C2K also, uh, the spells you can cast on Trovo include St. Patrick today and Alvacaro casting St. Patrick too. So they clearly worship the Irish overlords over at uh, Trovo as well. Good for them. And now the D Live has uh, returned super chats. Uh, we have a few. Win 1895 says uh, six foot two blue eyed Canadian late 30s. Well, I don't know if the border is ever going to open again, but. E is for Epitome Discord server. Head there. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Silosopher. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. And Silosopher also gifting subs on DLive. We appreciate that. Okay. Time to head back into the calls. Marie is up next. Have we ever had back-to-back 
female callers. Hello. You broke the glass ceiling. You made history, Marie. (laughs) I think it's happened before, but I'm I'm happy to take that title. Yeah. (laughs) So how are you guys? Doing good tonight? Of course. How are you? I'm doing good. I was just chatting with Dangerous Spaces for quite a bit. Good. Doesn't he have the jolliest voice? He does. Everything sounds like a question, though. Like very, <laughs> um, you know, a weird inflection that a lot of Aussies have at the end of their sentence. A lot of Aussies are up talkers. Hmm. I have noticed yes. that. Baring does exactly the same thing. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I don't listen to too many Aussies, but I have noticed that. It's why they. So sound I'll give so you guys friendly. the option. Oh, sorry. So, um, adoption or homeschool? Adoption? Let's, yeah, let's talk adoption. I know we've talked homeschool talk a little bit before. Time, yeah. yeah, my my brother and sister are homeschool. It's they did awesome. I recommend it. It's you know I can always give you questions if you need. But anyway, well, I, I've basically been converted. I was told by uh, uh, someone I know here that her kids are forced to watch CNN in the Bozeman school district. So you know I'm out. Oh, Brian Stelter's yeah. not raising my kids. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that did it for so, me. So. My best friend is a military wife, and she, uh, I don't want to say too, too much, but she was stationed overseas. They've had struggles with miscarriages and um, infertility for years. And um, finally, his sister, unfortunately, is uh, on drugs, and she just had her fourth child that she lost pretty much custody of right at birth. She Mm. actually signed herself out of the hospital um, like less than 12 hours after having the baby. And so they are trying to adopt his niece, which is amazing. Yeah. But the, no, I saw someone in the chat just says a woman in the military. No, it's her husband is in the military. Um, but it's, you know, it's kind of crazy how they make it so difficult for an uncle to adopt his sister's drug addicted baby and she this- was born, she was in the NICU, like, this poor oh. child has suffered, and my friend is like, she's here, you know, across- he's in Europe, stationed, she's here by herself, you know, with his family, but mm-hmm. by herself, taking care of this baby that she can't even get custody of, for a minimum of, they're saying, two years. And just so I'm clear, the state has removed the child from the custody of the child's biological mother. Well, technically, yeah, she just, technically, she's like, abandoned the child, but her mother okay. took guardianship of her. So um, it's kind of a long story. But yeah, so my friend is is trying to adopt. But the state, you know, they just make well, it difficult. And it's so just does the state crazy not give preference to direct family in that way? Or are they just thrown in a pool? Well, they of do for guardianship, but they still have to jump through all the hoops to do the adoption process. Oh, OK. So if she were to get clean, even though they have her and have you know, guardianship, if she were to get clean, she could actually fight them for custody. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. They can't just get And it this right is her outright. fourth child that has been taken away. Oh my gosh. Like, it's not like it's the first one. So you would think the state would just be like, you know what? She's a piece of crap. We'll just hand her over. But no, it's like, this is why there's so many kids in the system because they take kids away from people who are loving family and that will gladly take on the you know, take on the quote unquote burden of the child, but they don't let them. It's just, it's so crazy. So that's my adoption. That's a bummer. Well, I hope, (laughs) 
I hope they can get custody and that it doesn't become a problem. What what happened to her other three kids? Um, they are the grandmother has two of them, and the father has one of them. Thankfully, the father's a really great guy. He has a girlfriend who's like a mother to the daughter. Um, she's like a teenager now, so this has been going on for years. What kind of drugs? Um, the baby was born addicted to fentanyl and cocaine. Oof. Oh, wow. Thankfully, she was, I mean, she was only like three pounds when she was born. So thankfully, it wasn't like, it's just, she wasn't like too badly addicted, I guess, because she was so small. I mean, I don't really understand how that works, but. Mm. But she's healthy. She is. She's doing great. She's gaining weight and, you know, she's small for like smaller than like the average, you know, six month old. But, um. You know, she's she's definitely growing. She's doing good otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. God, what a bummer. Yeah. Um, are there. Well, I don't want to bum you guys out. We want happy no, thoughts. But, of course. You know, it's yeah. Definitely I, I, crazy to hear the system that, you know, most of us don't really have any involvement in stuff like this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I. um I'm a long way away from it, but down the line, I've always thought maybe maybe someday I'd want to adopt a kid. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be my my first child. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do it that way, but maybe someday in the future. And I've always wondered what this process is like. Do you know, are there states that are better on the adoption stuff than others? I have no idea what the legal landscape looks like. Well, I do know if the mother like will sign over rights and like, like she's just in no state of mind to do that, which is the problem here. But um, like if the mother will willingly sign over rights and the father, too, but they don't need the father, unfortunately. But um, Mm. if the mother will sign over rights in from what I know, at least in most states, it's generally pretty easy. Um, I know people who have been adopted, you know, like kind of willingly, you know what I mean? Like the mother knew she couldn't take care of it. So she found like a family friend or, you know, something like that. I mean, Um, I know that's a lot easier. But this, this, you know, is just a nightmare. And it seems like such a no brainer. I want to be as careful as possible about removing children from the custody of their parents, because the flip side of this is, oh, you won't let your child gender transition. So the state has taken custody of it or something. But you'd think that we could all that that a a child born drug addicted would probably be a, a standard on which we could all agree and if that yes, exactly. if that is the case in in this case and you have a direct family member willing and eager to take in that child what possible reason do you have to to deny that i can't yeah. i can't even think yeah. of what the state's argument would be i but, don't think they're fighting against it i think it's just just the bureaucracy and the hoops that you have to jump through it's just through. the process yeah. that you the know? law prescribes yeah. yeah exactly you know like it just like you said it should be easier it should be like okay you want to take care of this child your family especially blood relation yeah. it should be a lot easier yeah but i mean talk about cps and the you know, um, state getting involved in your home that's that's a story for another call in show yeah. but yeah i have i have other family dealings with that stuff too okay <laughs> Well, maybe next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah, I had my, yeah, definitely. Thanks for the, so, uh, well, I don't want to take up more time. I will let you guys go. Have sure. a great night and I'll call in again soon. Thanks for the info and, and all the best to your friend. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Okay. Arius is up next. Arius, you there? Yeah, I am. What's Hi. on your mind? 
Hey, so real quick, I wanted to uh, comment on one of the previous callers who was talking about Georgia and what happened with the runoffs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so uh, the answer is that Stacey Abram breathes ballots out of the gap in her front teeth. Correct. Yes. Yeah. She just sprays them uh, everywhere, crap yeah. duster style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the question I had for you is, as and I say this as a compliment, not as an insult, but sure. as the man of principles, um, I wanted to ask you about the idea of holding to your principles but not being bound by them. Hmm. Um, holding to your principles? Is that what you mean? Yeah, holding to your principles. Um, so not, or maybe a better way is not abandoning your principles, but at the same time, not being bound by them. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a good way to phrase this is like, uh, engaging in malicious compliance. So, Hmm. you know, I'm sure you've seen the meme of, you know, like the gravestone that says conservatism, you know, and it has below it, like, uh, imagine if the shoe were on the other foot or something like that. Um, and so the, the idea that I've thought about this is, um, you know, say like a free speech. Now, I am a free speech extremist. I believe you should be able to say whatever you want, whatever you want. Sure. But let's say that I was in some sort of position of power. Even though that I hold that principle, if someone steps forward and says, we shouldn't have that type of free speech, you know, like uh, Twitter, or, you know, Jack, Dor- or is Jack Dorsey. Yeah, whatever. Um, one of those people comes forward and says something like that. You know, would it, what would your take be on basically engaging in malicious compliance and going, all right, cool. Well, then I'm just going to silence you. Since you are taking that position, like I'm going to hold you to your standards. Now, I'm not going to apply that to everyone in general because that's not my principle, but yeah. I'm going to engage sort of maliciously with your standards. What are your, what's your take or thoughts on that? Well, here's what I've always said about using the, the, using their tactics to teach them a lesson or fire with fire type stuff as a general rule i don't like any sort of abuse of other people to achieve your ends even if you're trying to achieve moral ends that that is what they think they're doing my ends justify the means therefore if i abuse others in pursuit of my ends it's fine because my ends are virtuous that said if you're doing the kind of teach you a lesson by your own sword type stuff, if it's precisely applied to someone who has used that standard in the past, like Jack Dorsey, I'm more sympathetic to it or more interested or view it as a little more justified. It, it's yeah. at some level, maybe a crime analogy is not great, but you're, you're, you're punishing someone who has committed the offense himself as opposed yeah. to just, society broadly or a group of people that you view as guilty somehow. So if you did it to Jack Dorsey specifically, I guess I'd have to hear exactly what the idea was, but if Jack Dorsey had to die on his own censorship, censorship sword, I'm not going to cry much for him. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's sort of what I was talking about. Like not abandoning your principles. Like I, like I said, as a free speech extremist, I'm not about to start swinging that sword wildly and catching anyone, but specifically picking out and even maybe you could say like making an example of to say, you know, Jack Dorsey has taken this, you know, uh, anti-speech stance. Therefore, I, you know, in this theoretical world where somehow I have power, you know, okay, cool. I'm going to take his stance and apply it to him since that's what he's arguing right. for. I, I'm not, not going to apply that to, you know, Matt and Blonde because they're cool, but you know, maybe, right. maybe you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah a lot, so, I'm a lot more sympathetic to that than, say, uh, creating a a mirrored Twitter for conservative or libertarian or right wing yeah. perspective where the communists just aren't allowed to talk. 
you know, yeah. like See, a, just as I, a group sort of thing. Yeah. Cause I'm not a fan of that. Like, I believe you should engage in yeah. conversations. I think that you come to the best result, like the best um, solutions when you have that synthesis of ideas. But at the same time, if you, if you've got people who are saying, well, so-and-so shouldn't be allowed to talk and I hate to say it with this way, but like if you allow them to say those kinds of things without any sort of repercussion, then they're eventually going to get to the point where that's what they do. Um, hmm. You know, maybe a good example of this is like you know I, I admire people who can try to be pacifist or who can hold pacifist ideals, but if you know my neck's on the chopping block, I'm I'm not. I mean, I'm not a pacifist anyway, so yeah. you know, fight me. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, so like at at a certain point, you know, like there aren't a whole lot of like pacifist nations out there because they don't really, you know, they don't survive. Um, well, it makes as much sense as refusing to defend your home. It just, it's, it's, if someone's attacking you, you can't lay down for it. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's all I had. I just wanted to, uh, yeah, like I said, as the, and I mean that as a compliment, the man of principles, I wanted to hear your take on that. And <laughs> well, obviously uh, I'm not blondes because you know women don't have principles. Biologically <laughs> incapable. Yeah. You're speaking her language. Yeah. No, I, uh, I appreciate the conversation and, um, and uh, yeah, I guess the way to leave that or think about it is, is that, is that violating your own principles or is it holding people to their own? I mean, what you're talking about with Jack Dorsey is, is holding him to his, even if it potentially violates yours. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're, yeah. you're not the one who set the standard in that case. Yeah. Yeah. You're holding people to their own standards, even if it goes against your principles. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, don't, I don't have as big of a problem with that as I do with uh, setting, the, setting poor standards yourself. <laughs> gotcha. Thank you, man. Well, that's all I had. So, yeah. Y'all have a good night. You as well. You too. Bye. Razorback is up next. Razorback, you there? Give him a second. Maybe he had to step away. Hey. Oh, there we go. What's on your mind? Hey. Hi. Well, uh, Hi. hey, Blonde. Hey, Matt. Uh, I, uh, I, I bet Blonde is excited to hear that the first uh, trainee of color is going to be in the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated. No way. Well, you say first yes. tranny of color. Does that mean there already was a tranny? I don't follow the swimsuit yes. edition. Yes, there was There was a Brazilian tranny. Uh, Does I that not count like as of color? Well, she was, she was a white Brazilian. Okay. But, but this actually will make uh, Blonde happy because she's African-American and Asian. So now we don't have to put up with an Asian tranny. They've already checked that box. It's both. Okay. Yeah. When 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 is this issue this. on newsstands? When can we get it? You know, I don't know. Um, I'm not anticipating uh, looking at uh, tranny bikini photos. So I am. Uh, I'm googling I it right now. It <laughs> I gotta see this. Time. <laughs> Anything to contribute to the uh, degeneracy? Ugh. Lena Bloom. Mm. Okay. But uh, on, yeah, on a positive that... note. <laughs> yeah, get me um, off of this. America... I don't want to look at this anymore. America will be much safer when Blonde is having her second child and uh, she becomes a super soldier for the Marines. Ah! Because... <laughs> what is wrong because... with you? 
What, uh, uh, have you not heard? Pregnant <laughs> women make her military stronger. Yeah, I would be so worthless in that situation or in any situation. I, I don't, uh, there's no world in which I would be a good fighter. If all the men were dead, I still wouldn't be a good fighter. All right, choice. Blonde, which hill are we charging? I don't know. Yeah, I really. can't. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> Go Come on, north. Sergeant which Blonde. Which way is north? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's, well, it, it is. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I did ROTC in college and. While you're in uniform, I mean, you're not, you know, they drill it into us. You can't campaign. You can't do anything political. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had someone turn me in for going to a liquor store and buying alcohol when I was underage and I was in uniform. That wasn't oh true. God. But, you know, like I got like grilled about it. Like, why were you doing this? This is like, if this proves out to be true, you know, you're going to, you know, and I'm like, dude, I haven't even started my career yet. And, yeah. You know. Somebody's trying to railroad. Yeah. So the fact that all these people are like putting Tucker Carlson on blast, um, you know, I think I think he overblew things like, you know, the maternity flight suits, not for a fighter pilot, but you know, even if you're just the, I don't know, the navigator or the radio person in a bomber, like ugh, maybe if you're visibly pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's I, a reason why we don't make double XL uh, camo uh, fatigues <laughs> for uh, tubby soldiers. And I think that was Tucker's point too. It's it's not just the fact that it exists, though you can you can debate that point and uh, plenty validly. But Tucker's point was was Joe Biden had walked out in the prior yeah. days and featured this as a a focus of the military <laughs> because it was International Women's Day or something like that. So it it was featured by the president of the United States, not just Tucker. <laughs> cherry picking some weird obscure thing they're doing you know yeah well i mean what's the point of actually highlighting women of actual accomplishment let's just lower the bar you know, <laughs> women aren't the problems the standards are the problem yeah oh not enough women are passing the pt test well yeah then you gotta but, uh you gotta make it a lot easier hmm. and then the other thing this is going to probably be a little bit obscure but it's important to me because I work in uh, transportation logistics, but we have like uh, a shortage of truckers hmm. and there's a lot of reasons for that. But one of them that uh, people are kind of pointing to is uh, the unemployment is really generous in some States. And in New yeah. York, it's a thousand bucks a week, up to a thousand bucks a week in New Jersey's up to 1100 bucks a week. Jeez. Yeah, I remember that yeah. was a big problem with the first stimulus bill. And I have personal friends who who made more on unemployment than they did at their jobs prior to lockdown. So there was no reason to go back. In fact, it would be foolish to go back, even when those jobs yeah, opened back up. Yeah, why would you? I mean, you would go, I mean, if, if you had a, say, professional career. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I've been in transportation for 20 years. Yeah. And I've, I, I have literally the company that i worked for we had the the trucking company fire the driver because he messed stuff up so badly and then a couple of months later something even just equally insane happened and they're like don't worry we fired him again and we're like what do you mean again and we found out they had hired the guy back that they had fired because yeah. they needed drivers that bad yeah well and i think uh i i've heard of just shortages in all sorts of just hands-on traditionally male 
working with your hands, manual labor type stuff, plumbers, construction workers, things like that. Maybe it's just to this locale because everyone's building stuff too around here. But I think that in general, we're raising a lot of men to be, you know, uh, the sort of uh, pseudo philosophers that colleges colleges want to pump out as opposed to guys with a trade or a skill or any sort of uh, manual labor capability. And, and we do need manual laborers. We're not we're not producing them at a very fast rate, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I did you ever watch uh, when Mike Rowe had a show or have you listened to any of his talks? Yeah, the Dirty Job show. Uh, Only on Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen a ton but, of it, but I'm generally familiar. Yeah, we, we've got a skill gap. And I mean, like, you know, I was talking with a friend the other day and I was like, dude, if I was to go back and talk to my 17 year old self, I would be like, OK, go to trade join school. the Navy. Well, I was going to say join the Navy and, and do a trade. Right. Yeah. Go see the world and, you know, become an electrician or, you know, do welding or, or something like that. Don't do a fun job, you know, do a job with an actual skill. And then, and then if you want to go to college, you know, I mean, I've had a, I, I have a good career. I'm plenty yeah. happy with it. I, I make well, a lot of the highest, I I would. a lot of the highest earners out of my high school class, which is a small class, but a lot of the highest earners I know uh, didn't even go to college. That's not a knock. A lot of them became oil worker type guys or some sort of um, some sort of like more traditionally manual labor type job. And we all make choices good for them. I'm, I'm glad that they found success. But there are a lot of other guys I know who followed the academic path and may or may not be totally satisfied with the route they took because they just have a bunch of debt and yeah. not a high level of income that corresponds yeah. with it. That's one thing where I was fortunate. In my undergrad, I came out with just a few grand. And yeah. then graduate school, I graduated with like 25 grand. Yeah. But I mean, that's I have an MBA and I went, to a, I went to a top 25 MBA school. So that's cool. basic, that's almost nothing. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll have to let you go. Yeah. But, uh, Just one, one last thing. I wanted to make sure. a shameless plug. Uh, this uh, Saturday at 4 p.m. Undertow Beach Bar uh, in St. Pete uh, Beach, Florida, mm. uh, we're doing a meetup. So, Well, everywhere's a super spreader in Florida. If, if people are uh, in that region of Florida and they want to participate, what's the best way to contact? Uh, you can reach me on Discord at Razorback. Okay. Razorback is the way to go if you're in uh, St. Petersburg area and you want to participate in the meetup. Thank you, man. Send us a picture. All right. See you. Will do. Who okay, was we, the last person? We are due for a break. I do have one from Michael Schlecht over on Tippy Stream. You may think that daylight savings time is stupid, but it is worth it because even if it saves just one daylight. You ever think of it that way? Uh, yep. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> are you good over there? I think so. Let me refresh. Frank Rizzo. Yesterday, yeah. I gave testimony at a school board meeting against proposed anti-racism and, and equity policies. Mm. White fragility and how to be an anti-racist is on the district's book list. Good. I wasn't the only one. Good. And thank you for standing up. That's uh, important. What you'll find, and I've heard from a lot of people, we've had callers on this in the past too. I'm the only one who spoke up and then privately a bunch of people thanked me when I did. I guarantee there's a lot of people thinking the same thing you are. It's just people don't want to put their neck on the line and yeah. and say it first. 
Um, Dan Ellenwood, Iowan here. We don't need to get uh, an NIC's background check to purchase if you have a permit to purchase okay. or to carry. Ah, okay. So that's at least we, a somewhat fair trade-off then. We may get constitutional carry here soon, debating in the House now. Ah. Mm. Yeah, we just got constitutional carry. And if you have a Montana carry permit, that's another thing that's nice is you don't need to go through the background check when you go buy a gun. And, um, you know, if you just have to do it once, I, I guess I understand the reasoning. If you just do it once and it serves as a background check substitute, it's probably efficient and actually beneficial. But if it's the sort of thing where you got to complete a whole course and there's all yeah. these hoops to jump through and then you got to do all the federal crap, too. Yeah. Lazarus Rex. Uh, then how about just defensively offensive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no more name changes. We, um, we appreciate the uh, the thought, but we'll we'll stick with what we got. Bethany W. First date fails this month. Man number one lets woman yell at him and apologizes for men's wrongs. Man number two admitted to being an incel. No second dates. Oh, well, that's kind of fair. Wait, he admitted to being an incel on the first date. I guess so. What is that? What? She also said idea beauty in the beta speed dating meetups. Oh, man. Speed dating is the worst. Well, I, I do know that we had uh, we, we had and have some of those profiles that people put together on the community page. If there is an appetite to get some sort of like, I don't know, the Zoom call, you'd have it's so far and wide that you'd have to do it online, obviously. But if you guys wanted to organize an event like that, go for it. I just don't know how how big the demand for that sort of thing is. But like I said, there have been. Marriage is established through the stream, so it's not an insane place to look. Similar values out there. Yep, um, we're good. Okay, just a uh, couple over on DLive. Uh, who did I miss earlier? I did miss one. Oh, it was... Um, uh, where? Maybe not. Maybe I didn't miss anybody. I thought... Or no, it was Trovo. It was... Uh, it was Geez, He's Tall. Casting a <laughs> fire over on Trovo. Thanks. And uh, Der Frank casting a spell one. as well. And then Silosopher uh, still gifting subs over on d Appreciate that. Did you miss something? Yeah. Kyle Petey. Okay. Shout out to Blonde. I didn't read this, did I? I don't think so. I was on the fence with Blonde before, but now uh, after that give short guys a chance thing, damn, I felt that. I'm 5'6 <laughs> and in the dating world... That's like a death sentence. Appreciate it, blonde. Yeah, date date some short guys. I will never forget scrolling through the infinite sea of dating profiles. Uh, something like what three plus years ago now, and all it was was, um, how can I put it politely? Let's say women of size with all sorts of demands for men about how tall they must be and how fit yeah. they must be or this and that. But if I never see another dating profile of a, uh, a woman of size saying, don't message me unless you're six, two, uh, don't worry. I wouldn't message you if I was eight feet tall. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. Don't worry about it. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, 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 that is annoying. And even going through that, I don't, there was never once, even though I have my own, sort of deal breakers in my head and everybody does these are things i'm not willing to accept but in how many of them are like 
kind of arbitrary. And you're entitled to them. I'm not saying that you you can't have a height preference if you're if you're a chick, but I do think it's weird to just put that out front, even though there are things that I consider deal breakers. Um, smoking, being a communist, yeah. uh, <laughs> being a feminist, generally, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I didn't ever put that in a profile like, don't bother if you're this because it's just it's such a bad first impression too yeah i did stuff like that that i regret i suppose maybe it's different for women though because i guess if the expectation is that women are going to message or that men are going to message women first so maybe maybe that's why it it comes out that way anyway um we gotta get back into calls sandro is up next sandro you there hey guys what's on your mind well um I thought I'd answer a uh, question you guys kind of posed back uh, this Sunday. Um, okay. Regarding you'd, uh, you were talking about the uh, I Doubt It uh, fella. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, his court case and the uh, speedy trial aspect. Oh, yeah. Um, and you were kind of wondering about how how that actually applied. Um, yeah. If, you, if, you, you know, if that's an area of knowledge. You cut for out you. for me a little bit. Could you repeat that the end part? So how the uh, – Speedy trial clause of the Bill of Rights applies. Oh, yeah. to, okay. So, um, basically, we're in uncharted waters right now. So, traditionally, um, the speedy trial timer. There are a lot of timers in the criminal justice process. It starts at the filing of charges. So that's not the arrest point. Um, it's the point at which the DA goes to the court and says, "We're charging you with." Violations related to whatever, 16-3-103, manslaughter, whatever. I'm just pulling something out of the air here. Um, Now, by various states, they mandate a various timer, but they all have a set timer. Since the Constitution says a speedy trial, not within 365 days, Yeah, whatever. So my state, um, the much-lamented Colorado, says that within filing of charges – you have to have a trial within six months. Now, that's not hard and fast because the defense can request extensions, and they tend to quite frequently on the theory that maybe the horse will sing, maybe witnesses will drop off, maybe yeah. you know, various people will die. So well, and that's still at the at the accused's discretion. So that's, that's different too, yeah. Correct. Where, the reason I say we're in uncharted waters right now is because due to COVID, they have pretty much stopped jury trials flat. Really? Uh, yeah. They're not doing them at all. How could uh, that? I, you have a right to a, a trial by jury, though. How can they just deny it? They are. So um, I'm currently uh, involved in a in a trial. No, not as a defendant. But don't get too worried. <laughs> yeah. um, kind of at a, at a tertiary angle. But every time this thing comes up, um, the judge declares a mistrial under some weird subsection rule Hmm. and kicks the thing back about three months. So we are about at this point, seven or eight months beyond when this thing should have been dismissed. Um, I don't know how they're going to float this thing. Uh, I expect a massive number of lawsuits from defense attorneys all across the nation because they are not doing, um, they're not doing trials right now. They just, they uh, they don't have the jurors. They can't get the people in. They don't have the people to make it work. Mm. So there's the uh, long and short of it. Well, how do they uh, how do they not have the jurors? Is it just that people are getting excused legitimately? Like I had jury duty 
maybe a half like six months ago and i tried to get out of it it was before my wedding actually because i tried to say i'm getting married that's not an excuse though (laughs) (laughs) so i still had to go and it sucked because i was like all right i hope it's a murder case or something cool which i know it's not because not a lot of people get murdered around here but anyway i show up (laughs) and i had to sit there for like two hours in a mask and then they just let me go anyway but i was in a sea of like a hundred other people and none of us had the option not to be there so why how how come they can't fill juries so what I've been told, and again, this is my state, uh, is that they are so worried about COVID that they don't want those people. They don't want all the people together. They can't. They can't get everyone together to make up the, uh, the jury selection process in what order to go forward. So, can't or just the state is being a bitch about it? Is, yeah. yeah, the state is being a colossal bitch about it, yeah. and it is. It is either going to result in a constitutional crisis for us, or it is going to result in an enormous number of defendants just being cut loose because okay. you have failed to abide by the terms of due process. Um, you know. So what you're saying is we don't necessarily have, do we have clear Supreme court case law on this? I, I don't know. I don't believe so. Okay. Um, because again, you come back to the constitution being, and, and a lot of case law being written in this kind of vague terminology. So yeah. you're, you're entitled to a speedy trial. You're entitled to be free from cruel and unusual punishment. Okay, what does that mean? Who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, use of force in the U.S. is governed by a court case called Graham v. Connor, um, which states that force used by a police officer must not be um, unreasonable and must be you know appropriate. So yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Ask 20 people, you're going to get 20 different things. Yeah. So until the Supreme Court rules on COVID specifically, I don't think you're going to have an answer. Uh, well, and we've already seen on a variety of issues, half the court, sometimes more, is just willing to say, you know, but Corona. Yeah, First Amendment, but Corona. Yeah, and Fourth that, Amendment, but Corona. Yeah, yeah whatever, I'm, but Corona. So I wouldn't be surprised if they said that in this context, too. Oh, I wouldn't either. I entirely expect my state to do it. Yeah. I expect them to say... This is a crisis that nobody could have foreseen and Hmm. fuck it. Burn the constitution. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the insight. And if, if there is more clarity that comes, please keep us informed because I think we're both very interested on this question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Thank you. Kind of that uh, way. (laughs) Thanks guys. Thanks. This COVID thing. I kind of feel like we should have foreseen it, but that hindsight's always 2020, but it, it had to be something huge, you know? Like they really had to pull out all the stops. Well, we knew it was going to be something to be fair. You can go back. I forget what the exact show is, but there was a 10 minute segment after impeachment. The first one where we sat and just tried to predict what's going to be the next thing. We didn't predict a pseudo global pandemic, however you interpret it. Yeah. But that's kind of a weird order. We were like, we were thinking, are they going to call him a pedophile? Are they going to? You know, what, what's the thing going to be? We didn't the see the pedophile that. thing we did talk about, but I think that they kind of, it, they kind of uh, ran out of the sexual yeah. avenues. Yeah. As, as I've said many times, if, um, if there was an organizational or conspiratorial effort to coronavirus, well done. Like that, yeah. that was actually a pretty good play. I got to say, I didn't see it coming. It really got a lot of people freaked out. <laughs> Yeah. If it was organized in that way, pretty good job. Yeah. Gotta say. Yeah. Elegant. Yeah. Mustache Asian, you there? 
Yeah, yes. Yes, I'm here. So yeah. How are you guys week going? Doing okay? Yeah. Why did chirping birds hold on? I don't I don't chirping know what birds? just happened. Ah. Are you able all to hear them all right? Chirping birds. Chirping birds. Oh chirping no. Birds? I saw them. I just plugged in my phone and then uh my oh. computer started playing an iTunes that was just chirping birds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Sorry. Gotcha. What's gotcha. on your mind? Yeah, yeah, just you know, just illustrating from personal experience growing up in Taiwan what it's like to not have a second amendment and how they could benefit very much from having a second amendment in Taiwan, where it's a culture that does not demonize guns mm. or fighting or the military, you know, because in Taiwan, like the um being in the military is a kind of a last choice in terms of career. Mm. And it's not generally not very respectful. Expected, especially in uh, in the infantries. Yeah, is there is this this attitude that that kind of you know put it down, put it down. But now with China bearing down on top of them, yeah, like they are hurting for for training and and actual manpower to really like cycle back in because you serve the draft and you have to come back in for retraining. I thought right? I thought Taiwan so, yeah. kind of hated China. I don't know that much about that part of the world, but isn't there a lot of uh, dislike of china in taiwan yes yes yeah i mean but then it's like the issue is that the culture is so comfortable in a way like it's isolated in a certain certain sense because hmm. it's such a like a tiny island right i guess taiwan's so probably not going to successfully closed. fight china but you, you make a few allies and maybe someday i don't know yeah it's mostly like because the the navy and the air force are pretty competent because they're mostly on the front line every day mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of different angles because it's it's basically 360 or you know so they are tech, they are they are competent but the army is so like corrupt and and not very efficient and very behind in thinking so and they are hurting for manpower because they are not and also skill you know, like, guess how many rounds people fire in four, in the four-month draft training? Uh, 50. 80. Okay. 80 rounds. And they are raising it now to almost uh, 262 is a very specific number, but 200-something, but it's still not going to be enough to really train people to be proficient at all. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's just, uh, yeah, and it's just like, it's so anti-gun. That what back in high school, I had a friend who had a very realistic prop gun, and the dumbass told the cops that he has a gun. <laughs> Why? And and the cop took it. The cops took it. They they just they didn't take a look at it. They flat out confiscated it. So basically, he even went to the police station hmm. and showed it to them. And it's like, and, and they took it. So yeah, the dumbass just just just. Well, what what is them. the uh what is the legal status of firearms in taiwan are you allowed to have them or is it just no just a flat no basically just a flat no huh. yeah you can that you can only play airsoft but the ironic thing is that even airsofters can beat regular army dudes in a in a mock like a like an airsoft game huh. because the training like is so rigid like if you watch their training it's all about a show yeah. Right, like you direct people to a certain direction, and it's all very scripted. And it's like, okay, so oh, you beat be them this way, and, and every year, and people even notice it's like every year it's the same script. Like, do you even know how to really fight? 
Right. Yeah. And so it just become so yeah. Well, so if airsoft again, teams don't or let, paintball teams or whatever uh-huh, are go ahead. more tactically advanced than our not our, but if you're in Taiwan, our military, that's a that's a rough spot to yeah. be for a country. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but, but I'm also worried about US Army too, because US Army if they are doing this kind of woke crap. Yeah. And and it's just not gonna work out well. Yeah. Like, it's not I, gonna it's, I had a yeah. few emails you, this week yeah, that I yeah, I can't reveal any specifics, but I can tell you that what we saw in the Tucker exchange and the responses, the public responses on Twitter and the stuff that we've been able to see publicly is the tip of the iceberg compared to what is going on internally yeah. within Shit. many different branches of yeah. the military. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I'm, I'm kind of like either worried or relieved that because if actual civil war breaks out like regular militia might even beat them in actual yeah, combat that's the that's the yeah, bright side i guess become this week yeah <laughs> yeah but then it's like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. so i hope eventually right, i so hope so they get rainbow camo you know i hope the army uh <laughs> oh combat uniform God. is changed into a <laughs> rainbow camo pattern then i'll know we've arrived it's like the blue helmets yeah yeah well they will definitely have blue helmets they'll have blue helmets forcibly placed upon their heads soon enough i think all right thank you man yeah blue helmets and and you'll get to that all right cool have a good night you as well oh man that was so stressful i could not figure out then the audio came up from one of my videos that i had recorded and i couldn't hear anything the caller was saying and i didn't know where it was coming from My iTunes just started playing. Oh, I weird. don't even know how this ended up in my iTunes. I could barely hear that. Good call. thing you're not running the stream or it would have been uh, entertaining listening for our audience. I know. It's just yeah. Caesar barking and. Uh, Lol, you there? How's it going tonight? Hi. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Yeah. Uh, it seems I made an interesting impression last week with my uh, opinion on corporal punishment. I, I wonder. That's I right. You say, I don't remember. Um, I, I have have the Stefan on you where it should be. Oh, that's minimized. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I wanted to bring down the uh, controversy and talk about something a bit less controversial, which is your opinion of our greatest ally, Matt. <laughs> wow, um, you're really putting this over to You really put me on the spot. Well, first, no, I... this is an this is an actual like. Is it I... a joke? What is your opinion on the Israel-Palestine conflict? Oh, dude, I am and- so I am so woefully uninformed and uneducated on it. If you want my general opinion, um, do I do I think that? Uh, let's put it this way: Do I want to get involved in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? Do I want to spend a whole bunch of money propping up a particular country? No, I don't. I don't really want anything to do with that. Um, I, but, but that said, I think sometimes people could people will accuse that position of being anti-Israel. I'm not anti-Israel in any way. I'm not. I I don't seek to undermine them. I don't seek to get involved. I want nothing to do with that part of the world as a general rule. But I don't like the fact that we prop up a particular foreign country with billions and billions of dollars that I don't think is super advantageous for us. That's not an anti-Israel thing. I would hold that same position and principle against any country in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I I may actually go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you know what I like about Israel? Hmm. Um, um, is it about Africans or (laughs) that they've managed to create a self-contained ethno state 
while still convincing everybody in the world that uh, we're anti-Semitic. Are they? It's, it's so crazy. I've heard, a, and I ask this sincerely, not rhetorically. I've heard a lot of that that claim made, and a lot of pushback on that claim. How do we define well, ethnostate? Uh, so eighty percent of the people that live there are nearly one hundred percent Ashkenazi Jew, like mm. genetic. Yeah, I, I would say Jew, not Ashkenazi. That, okay, that's, that's true. It, yeah, Jewish, not not necessarily Ashkenazi. That's true. Um, however, you cannot have an interfaith marriage that is sanctioned by a rabbi in Israel. So between a secular person and a Jewish person, between a Christian and a Jew, they will not sanction a marriage. But oh, the state will not. But Christians a are rabbi still allowed. Will not. Well, is, but is that the state's problem or is that? There, there's a lot more. There's a lot more integration of the state and the religion yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. My, I just, my, my, I just want to uh, understand what that, because I, I hear that accusation made all the time and I don't know how it's defined. And then I hear people saying, well, that's not true because we have X amount of Arab population. We have this, we have that. I just don't know enough about it. But virtually miscegenation is not state sanctioned. Uh, hmm. But, but they, but they will, the state will recognize, say, Muslim marriages, Christian marriages. Just not interfaith. So. They won't recognize. I don't think they recognize Muslim marriages. No, let me look this up. I, I, I don't know the details of that, no. but they I, are, I'm, I'm, a I'm a little bit skeptical on that one. But I, if it's, but I'm open to. Yeah. Whatever the law might be. My concern is that. So if you compare our actual the greatest ally, which would probably be Australia, who's fought with us in virtually every single conflict, hmm. they don't receive nearly the. They, I don't believe they receive any meaningful military foreign aid while Israel receives uh, some. We'll just say that. And, <laughs> okay. But, but on the other hand, the Pakistani authority, not Pakistani, pa- a Palestinian authority is, uh, let's just say they're a terror organization functioning as a state. I, yeah. I think every single primary and secondary party has been advocating for the destruction not only of the state of Israel but all every single Jew so yeah okay i have an answer I, to this yeah okay marriage in the jewish state is a complex matter and is almost entirely under the purview of religious authorities there is no mm. civil marriage jews can only be married in a religious ceremony ceremony by an orthodox rabbi under the authority of the chief rabbinite rabbinate the top religious authority for Jews in Israel. This means there's no interfaith marriage between Jews and non-Jews, no mixed unions, um, no reform or conservative. Oh, good. Those are the bad Jews. Sorry. No, no. Israel, Israelis who belong to other streams of Judaism, such as reform or conservative, must yeah. still tie the knot in front of an Orthodox rabbi in a traditional ceremony if they want the ceremony to be recognized by the state. Other religious authorities recognized by Israel. So they want the those... ceremony recognized. Is that different from the marriage itself? What does that no, mean? They don't they don't recognize the marriage. Okay. Other religious authorities recognized by Israel, including those of Muslim and Christian denominations, do not perform interfaith marriages. So a Jew cannot marry a Muslim or a Christian unless one member of the couple converts to the faith of his or her partner. According so, to the state or according to the according religious to the establishment? The, the religious establishment is integrated with the state. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the relationship is between the two or maybe they're, I don't know. I don't, this is not an area of expertise for me, but again, like, am I necessarily concerned with how that country operates within its own borders? Not really. I just don't want to be expected to prop it up or to pay for it. 
I, I that's my big disagreement with a lot of the right is why do we owe them a dollar when uh, they may or not be dancing in places? Well, I think anyway. to, to give as much credit to that perspective as possible, people think that if you have um, that if you prop up the Western values in the Middle East, that suddenly they will spread to the Muslim world and we'll all have peace and harmony and everyone will agree and freedom and capitalism and all these things. I just, I just don't, I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think that's likely. And I certainly don't think it's going to be achieved by, I don't think there's any way to fund Israel sufficiently that the Arab world would go, you know what? They got it. That that's it. I see it now. Yeah. I'm changing my ways. I'm, I'm adopting Western values and I'm going to, you know, we're going to start behaving like, uh, like the United States or something else. I just don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. I agree. That makes sense. All right. All right. Uh, I hope I got through it without, I hope Susan didn't, (laughs) didn't take us down or anything. No, I appreciate the, uh, the call, man. All right. Before you go, what is Israel's spanking policy? Um, Do we know? I, I'll make sure to update you next week. There we go. <laughs> okay. Thank you, man. All right. Have a good one. All right. Let's see if we can get maybe two more. Um, Cyborg Griff, you there? I am here. What's on your mind? So today, I think I'd like to give uh, maybe some good news on coronavirus uh, lockdown stuff okay. in the state of Idaho. At least where I'm. State of in Idaho, Idaho, you said? In Nevada? No, no, in Idaho. Okay. So uh, I'm going to school here in Idaho. Um, At this school, uh, pretty much since uh, the beginning of fall, um, they they went really hard on uh, adding in some restrictions and stuff, just making sure people wear masks everywhere they go on campus. And, um, you know, making, you know, cutting down classroom sizes and all that kind of stuff. Um, so now, uh, it's actually kind of getting to the point to where they're, um, going a little light on it a little bit. I mean, I don't foresee them, you know, completely getting rid of these restrictions anytime soon, but, um, as Idaho kind of opens up a little bit, so will my school as well. So, you know, that's some good news to hear about. And, um, you know, it might not be the same for most places, and it doesn't help that uh, old man Joe is uh, really bringing it down on everyone, try, try, literally insulting everyone for doing for going against his wishes. Yeah. But yeah, that it's, it's some nice things to know. Um, I've been doing my best to uh, not wear a mask whenever I get the chance. Most of my teachers are uh, pretty pretty okay with me not wearing a mask but are they wearing Um, masks yeah well that they have to it's because they work for the school and that's the school's rules and stuff like that everybody hates this scott i mean i know i i hate it most of all it's super annoying we right now we have like um the vaccines available at uh our walmart walgreens and all that stuff and but despite that you know we still have to social distance like you know, like is it available uh, to everyone in Idaho leaders. Now? Every adult um, at least. 
I don't know if it is available to every adult. Supposedly, it's going to be available here in Montana to every adult April 1st. And yeah. as we were talking about, and I'm, I'm sure well, maybe you agree, I assume, I don't know. But the second that it's available to any adult who wants it, I, I'm absolutely done. I'm out on all of this stuff. If, you, if anybody yeah. can go down to a place like you're describing, get the vaccine, you have no business controlling other people anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, still a vast majority of the students that I pass by and, you know, pretty much everyone, they still wear masks, even outdoors and <sighs> stuff like that. But I will say that most of the places that I go to eat, most of the shops like Walmart and even, uh, and some other places, you know, they, I never get bothered by anyone because I'm not wearing a mask, mostly because, you know, most other people are not wearing masks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, and I think it's just getting less and less every single day. Like there's less people wearing masks. Yeah. It yeah. does seem that's like that's the trajectory, which is as frustrated as I am with the slow roll of all of this. I think that every day another person is ripping off the mask and saying, all right, I'm done with this shit as opposed to the other way around more and more people yeah. getting more and more scared. I don't know. It might go that way. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath because I've, I thought this thing was going to end like last summer. Yeah. The end of last summer. They can do some new strain bullshit. I mean, they could, they they're could still, still trying this for a little while. Yeah. I remember last oh, year yeah. at this time we were thinking about planning our wedding. We had just started and I thought like <laughs> October, you're telling me this shit's going to keep going on in October. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Lo and behold, it became a huge issue now. And we had thought about delaying into the spring last year. Now you turn on the news, you still got Fauci saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you could do a wedding this year. I can't I can't really say that. I mean, yeah. my God, for some of these people, I think for, I don't know, an eighth to a quarter of society, it'll never go back to normal. They will just no. mask all the time. They will be perpetually germophobic. They'll just be crazy people. And travel is going to be permanently hindered. Probably. Wow. that's that's the thing i'm most worried about is just traveling by plane stuff oh makes i know me wonder if I, i'm about to makes do me it wonder if I'll, freaking out. yeah it makes me wonder if i'll ever i want i always wanted to take a trip to japan and yeah. some of the european countries but i don't know if i ever will if i want to comply with these things you know yeah it is a bummer yeah. I, I haven't done international traveling myself and i thought we would and now it's like well when the hell is that gonna happen maybe it won't yeah yeah, probably won't. But, you know, still there's some people, you know, a bunch of people that I know that refuse to wear a mask and stuff like that. So, you know, there we're still there's still a bunch of pe us people out there. Really quick with this before crap. before we let you go on an Idaho topic, you see Ammon Bundy in Boise in the courthouse? Um, I'm not too familiar with Emin Bundy. So he's, uh, he's part of the Bundy family. They've had all those land standoffs with the federal government. The one in Eastern Oregon five years ago where they were armed at the, uh, five years ago, something like that. It was like 2016, oh, 2015. The, it was the Malheur wildlife refuge or whatever in Eastern Oregon. Anyway, so he's, he had a bunch of charges against him. One of the charges against him was he got a, the, this news story blames it on him. An entire football game in Idaho was shut down because he refused to wear a mask. That's what the hell are you talking about? People are out there tackling each other, and you got Ammon yeah. Bundy in the in the stands. Oh, <laughs> shut it all down! We can't play anyway. So he's in court for a couple of charges. One of them was that he refuses oh, yeah. to wear a mask, and so they 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 suspend his court case. They won't even have his hearing, and they take him out, and he gets more charges for refusing to wear a mask. And he's just sitting there in his cowboy hat. 
with his dip. Like, I don't give a shit. What are you going to do? I don't, I don't know if he was dipping, actually. He, just, he looks like the kind of guy that would with dignity. <laughs> who, who knew that a member of the Bundy family would be a hero to us? I, I can't believe it. I mean, I looked at them. I, I kind of understood where they were, they were coming from. Wait, is there really a relation? To who? Oh, to, te- to Ted? Ammon Bundy. I don't think so to he Ted. Friend. Is there? Oh. Well, you kind of mentioned he's part of the Bundy family. And I was Well, I the, the Bundy Ted. family is like this whole, uh, his dad. What's the name of his dad? I forget. Oh, okay. I, I was like, he's related to Ted No, Bundy? no, not no Ted. Way. Not that. No, not that Bundy. <laughs> and not the guy unmarried with children either. Al Bundy? <laughs> yeah. Different. Anyway, we got to let you go, man. Thank you for All calling. All right. Th- thanks for the call. Are we, uh, what's, how, what's our load of uh, email questions? A lot or a manageable amount? Looks fairly. I'm brief. not going to say big load because. <laughs> okay. We could give For the Republic last word really quickly. For the Republic, you there? Hey. Yeah, I am. All right. Hi. We'll have to be probably pretty brief, but you get last word tonight. Oh, thanks. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, so a while back, I talked to you guys about uh, emergency preparedness and uh, what kind of emergency supplies you guys had stocked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if any skills you had been trying to learn or better yourself to better prepare uh, for whatever may come. And now that we've been through the midst of this uh, stupidity for a year now, I thought I'd ask how your supplies have held up and if you got any specific items you'd recommend or any tips and tricks for people just getting into the uh, the concept of being less dependent on the system and more prepared for the unexpected. Oh man. I mean, preparedness is something of an illusion. I don't want to black pill people, but in a post-apocalyptic situation, having a year of freeze dried food and like 4,000 rounds of ammo is not going to bail you out. What people want to do is develop skills like real skills. Yeah. So I can mend things like a champion. Um, And I would imagine that that skill is going to be applicable to some basic medical care, Hmm. which I also, I think I have basic medical care covered, like the kind that a really shitty nurse practitioner could do. That's something. That's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think when we talked, I can't remember what I said when we spoke about this last, but I know that if, I know the skills I would like to have are one, medical treatment and two communications and not necessarily in that order. I'd like to have both. And I've had a lot of people reaching out to me about ham radio stuff. And, and um, I'd like to take some basic medical type courses. Unfortunately, I've not advanced a lot in that in the last year, just because it's been such a crazy year for me personally. So not a lot of progress on that front, but I still know the, the things I want to do are clear in my mind. It's just finding the time to get them done has not been, not been great. Yeah. Sure. And what about your you? strategy uh for myself, so I'm a uh, I'm a volunteer a firefighter in my community. I know you had another caller last week that was talking a bit about that. Yeah. Um it's probably moment, a great way to develop I'm, these skills. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And yeah. it's a good way of uh I mean, for myself I used it to just become a more ingrained member in my community and get to yeah. know people and uh like-minded uh people. Yeah, maybe that's the route. Um, maybe I'd get a little more community involvement plus the skill development. Maybe that's yeah. a path. Yeah, and through that, uh, you know, they were offering if uh, you want to become like an actual 
trained and certified EMT, so I'm currently going through that practice. So I'm getting some of that medical knowledge now. And uh, yeah, and just uh, trying to walk that line between uh, keeping up uh, firearm proficiency and uh, preserving the ever valuable bullets. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing is it's, there's a lot of stuff you can do with just, uh, just dry fire training or just handling and working on weapons without ammunition, but there's not a great substitute for the real thing either, you know? Well, the best thing women can do right now is marry somebody that knows how to do all this shit. Yeah. We can't defend yeah. ourselves. <laughs> well, well, if you have basic firearm proficiency, you do have a hell of a shot. Yeah, and literally. Yeah, I mean, it, you don't have... A lot of times, too, as we saw with the McCloskeys, for example... You can have a fake gun and it's better than Right, nothing. firearm oh, just yeah. the appearance just the is, yeah. Uh, yeah, is a deterrent. So yeah. I, I, I've, I talk to my wife about that all the time. She likes guns in concept. She's not a huge, she likes to go shooting, but she's not thrilled by it. But to me, it's like, listen, if someone came here with, with bad intent, if you can at least look convincing and sort of know what you're doing with it, that's, that's the value between that's nothing. And that is more than the value between that and like being able to land a sniper shot at 500 yards, yeah. you know? Yeah just basic proficiency stuff is hugely valuable in that, in that world. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right, man. Well, thank you for, uh, for calling in and, uh, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the thoughts and the preparedness. Yeah. Yeah. You guys take care. You as well. Ugh, I don't want to do this, man. Do what? I just don't want to do this end of days shit. <laughs> I'm not suitable for it. I just, Want to go back to life when it? What was are you easy. talking about? You're in North Idaho, all right. You are in the land of end of days. You are yeah, in. But the I don't. Capital. I don't have any skills, like any real skills. No time like the present. And once mm. I'm not hot anymore, I can't even be taken into someone's harem. So what am I going to do? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you to our callers tonight. Appreciate your patience. If you are trying to participate in the show. And you're having some trouble or if you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live. Of course, you can send us a question and we will respond to them in the last segment of the show as we will right now. Remember, the one and only place we accept call-in show questions is through the call-in show form on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. You'll see the call-in show form there. That's what you want to use. And we'll respond to those questions. Now, uh, Kathy Bear says, hey, uh, hey, guys, just wanted to say that I am a dude lol. Well, I guess oh, sorry, we're dude. thrown off by Kathy. I kind of Ka- feel that's uh, that's on you. Kathy Bear is just a nickname. Anyway, to my questions. What are your opinions on the idea of a state-run UBI that is funded by excessive tax revenue and limited to, or by excess tax revenue and limited to local businesses? Also, what are your all's thoughts on replacing the federal income tax with a federal sales tax on all products related to interstate and international commerce. Okay, I so like let's both take those these ideas. Let's yeah. take the what I'm not sure I understand. The so they first get one. like a business grant based okay. on local excess tax. Excess tax revenue. Okay, so if my city or county here uh pulls in more money than they have budgeted, is that what is that what that means? That never happens. Yeah, they just find ways to spend the money. Yeah. But let's say they did. Let's say they had a surplus on their tax revenues. 
It's and, not really UBI if it only goes to small businesses, though. Okay. So, oh, oh, I, I see. So we're taking tax surplus and we're not keeping that in any sort of account of the county or the city. We're just distributing that to local businesses to do with it what they may. Yeah. Um, mm, mm. You're a little grunty over there. No, I, well, I'm not a fan of, of redistribution like this in general. Yeah, but all taxation is redistributed. I know well. it is. So I'd rather I would rather just I guess what I'm saying is I would rather minimize all taxes such that we're as close to breaking even on our liabilities as possible. Yeah, fine. But if I have to invest in small business in my community, that's way better than like whatever tranny sterilization program my tax dollars <laughs> are probably going to now. Yeah, and it would give to give as much credit to this as possible. I think it would give the community an incentive. Hey, let's really reduce our spending such, but it's, it's to me, even that's dumb. Like let's reduce our spending so that the money, that the excess money comes back to us. How about we just stop giving them so much of our damn money in the first place? But yeah. I see where you're coming from and uh, better than the status quo. Not terrible, but I, I'm still not sold. I would say. I also like this replacing the federal income tax with the sales tax because at least that's, voluntary sales tax is far better than income tax generally for that reason i agree um how about we, we throw some property taxes out too i just don't think the federal government should be he's saying on all products related to interstate and international commerce but this is the trouble with interstate commerce they they use that to cover basically everything and as a yeah. practical matter most goods cross state lines these days how much and what of, about international commerce that's fine i'm fine with that we used to run the federal government strictly on taxes on international commerce called tariffs yeah and i'm not a huge fan of tariffs either because those are taxes that get passed off to the consumer but like sales tax at least i have some discretion and some consent when i consume that product if i don't want to pay for an expensive german import car i won't and that's yeah, fine. I mean, it, it would obviously um, make people incentivized to spend locally or at least, you know, on products made in the United States. It would bring manufacturing back. So I'm, I'm fine with that. International I'm commerce, I'm a little warmer to. When you start talking about federal sales tax, though, what's at least when you have states managing the sales tax, there's competition among the states. And if my state gets excessive, I'm moving to Wyoming. When the federal government runs this sort of stuff, what do you do? You can't go anywhere. And they'll just, they keep that stuff creeping up until it becomes unmanageable. So, but shouldn't we be passing the cost of international commerce on to consumers? I, I have less of a problem with that. I understand that taxation at some level is a necessary evil. The idea like of having all this zero. The shit that we get from China is obscenely cheap. We don't need this stuff. Well, and it's, it's cheap in price, and a lot of it is. Uh, yeah. correspondingly cheap in quality too. You really do get what you pay for. That said, I, I want consumers to have the cheapest products possible. I think that's a benefit to the consumer. But um, if there has to be some taxation applied to fund the federal government, which realistically that is a necessary evil, that tax is the one that I could live with the most. As in tariffs on imports. Yeah. As opposed to income tax, which is the, the current Ugh, model. It's asinine. Yeah. Every month I I pay this ta these obscene taxes. I'm like, this is out of yeah. control. The the uh, just on just on this duct tape operation, the amount that is paid to the federal government per month could be someone's income. It could be a great starter job for someone to help us out. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and a family member that will remain unnamed told me that he may or may not have added up all the taxes he's ever paid, and it amounted to $4 million. I believe it. I would believe it. Million. Yeah, but think of all the pensions that were paid and think of all the think of all the great social programs that that's gone yeah, to real. and think of all the potholes it's fixed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh Stogies and Boomstick says it's easy, didn't we? Okay, yeah, he called in. So Okay. We'll just forgo this one cuz he called this was the question about Or no, he wasn't the one that asked this. He was. Principles. Yeah, he talked about corruption, corrupting your principles. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, okay. So we got to that one. We're skipping you, Stogies. Um, Roger you, from Canada. Hi, Blonde. Where can I see your art? If you friend me on Instagram at Blonde underscore Beast One, I think. You can see some of it on there. My Instagram's really boring. Uh, AJT okay. says, uh, you say, would you say that a failing of our society has been the focus on these collective groups over individual agency. Something I've been thinking about. When did you become quote unquote racially aware? As in, when did you begin to think about skin color or when did you begin thinking that skin color was more, was a more distinguishing category than eye color? I never thought much about it until I was older, middle school probably, but I have had a unique upbringing. Uh, Were we conditioned to think or were we conditioned to this way of thinking that we seem to be in now. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I think that people have innate tribalistic tendencies. And I'll tell you, I did not give a shit about this until I started being, we talk about this all the time. I started being told that I am bad because yeah. I'm white. And then I really started caring. Although I do remember when I was in like the third or fourth grade, I've talked about this on my channel, but I went to like super wealthy county schools and they did inner city busing from the worst part of St. Louis. And like the kids always, you know, were late and showed up and smelled and were failing all their classes and everything. And I remember talking to my mom and being like, mom, like, I know that they tell us that skin color is just, it's just your skin, but like these people are different from me. And I remember my mom being like, don't let anybody ever hear you say that. And that was it. <laughs> I just never, like we never talked about it. And then you made again. a career of saying that. And here we are. But it, it was yeah. obvious to me as like a young child, I was like, yeah, yo, like we are not cut from the same cloth as like these super ghetto black people. Well, <laughs> clearly there are differences across cultures and and races that's that's just true there's a reason that the nba is predominantly black there's a reason that chinatown exists that there are differences and people have in-group preferences people self-segregate all the time that's a reality not just in the united states but pretty much anywhere in the world i don't think that there's anything wrong with that that said um when I, when i was growing up i i didn't have obviously i'm aware of race and like uh, you know, I have black friends, I have Asian friends, I have whatever, but I never, it seems like there's this weird value assignment to it now, you know, like, Oh, oh uh, this person's opinions are supposed to count more because of the color of his skin than mine. Cause I'm an evil, bad white person or something like that. That was never a part of my upbringing. I never, I never thought that or had that imposed upon me. And even to yeah. this day, I don't, I don't want to be a person who 
is as racially aware as these activists. I think it's, I think it's insufferable. I think it denies individuality and it's, it's very important to me. I don't want to deny the reality of group averages. Those do exist at the same time. I don't want to deny any individual before me, the right and the benefit of being judged as an individual. I feel like I'm constantly being pulled in two directions. One, one says that the individual is what the group, you should assume the individual is what the group says. And then the other, um, and then the other saying that uh, not tie myself in a mental knot. You get what I'm saying? In, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in the West, we have this pathological obsession with uh, individuality. And I think that that comes at a major cost because we draw strength from uh, from a collective conscience, like as human beings. And we have um, this this obsession with individuality has led to the trans movement which is just part of a collective anyway like we're always going to revert to collectivism Um, i'm not saying that like you shouldn't judge people as individuals first that you shouldn't you you shouldn't see somebody and be like oh this person is of this category they're of this race so they're probably like this i mean people will impress you from from all different groups and and um disappoint you from all yes you should treat them as individuals however um as human beings, we need our tribe. We need the strength from our tribe. We need the comfort of community. And we've lost that. And it's really fucking depressing. And it's one of the reasons that our society is just. Yeah. What I, the, the point I'm trying, what I was trying to make is that there is value to both and there's yeah. a naturalness to both. And I feel like there are two sides that want to give supreme value to the group. And there's another supreme and absolute value to the group where the individual doesn't matter versus and the other side that wants to give supreme and absolute value to the individual and the group doesn't matter. Now, of course, individual rights are always going to matter to me more than sort of collective good or the common good. That said, there is danger in that approach. You get the classic meme of some libertarian living in a house surrounded by uh, surrounded by garbage, surrounded by a dump. Yeah. You don't want that either. You want to have some common bond with your yeah. neighbors, your community. Exactly. All of that is very important. But what I want is individuals whose rights are upheld coming together in a consenting, voluntary way because they share values. That's that's um, that's what's important to me, I, I suppose, in developing this philosophy. I don't want collectivism. I want the state to uphold the rights of the individual. I don't want the states, the state to uphold a collective common good that would be my philosophy on this sort of thing um nate says if milo were serious about repentance he'd admit to his fraud and lies but that might hurt his career his only repentance just so happens to be something that could fleece gullible christians who don't know his his history of deceit why on earth would you believe it's not a grift you know i'm still it's possible that this is a grift um but I believe him. And in, in that interview, he uh, he's very candid about his repentance and his sin. And, you know, if we're going to be Christians, we have to allow people the opportunity to prove that, that they're really repentant and that they're going to commit to a life um, away from sin and if he doesn't do that, like I'm going to be disappointed, but um, I'm definitely willing to extend him. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm willing to extend. Help me out. 
uh, deference, uh, yeah. is some yeah. sort of, um, I don't know, a benefit of the doubt, some sort of benefit of, yeah, I'm, I'm willing know. to give them the benefit of the doubt because it's, it's the Christian thing to do. And, and, you know, I, I, it must be really hard to have the sex drive of a man to be sexually attracted to men, to be living with somebody that you've had sex with and to be celibate. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case. And I don't see Milo as, as that much of a grifter. I mean, if you look at... He's done some grifty things, though. And I say that as some somebody things. as somebody who is, I, as I've mentioned, it's probably nobody who changed my mind more. It's probably nobody I've admired more in, in the political he, realm than he, I've he admired him. ripped me off personally. Yes. And I still am willing to extend him the benefit of the doubt here. Also, never forget, when things were going rougher, he gave kind of a lengthy speech about how his fans or viewers didn't do enough to support him and how they haven't, uh, yeah. you know, made it, made a career for him to keep him afloat, that sort of stuff that he sacrificed everything for Trump and people haven't rewarded as a general rule. If yeah. you're lecturing your audience for not supporting you enough, you've, you've run afoul. You need to provide a product yeah. that compels people to support it. And but this thing of like, that might hurt his career. Milo's career is a uh, totally shit can. He's like, been disappeared for yeah, years. For years. Effectively. Like yeah. I mean, I guess the argument would be like, oh, he's trying to resurrect his career. Maybe he is just trying to live a, a pure life. Yeah. I, w- I give him the benefit of the doubt on this too. I do actually believe him as we mentioned. That said, I won't, I won't deny the pieces of evidence on the other side of the case. Yeah, I just like the guy for better or worse. I just I find him to be funny, charismatic, effective, smart. I just I just like the guy. I think he I think when he's on, he's among the best out there. He's he's funny and he's so likable. Yeah, I I don't know. So I'm willing to extend this to him, even though he personally ripped me (laughs) off. So, I mean, can't we all get over it? Yeah. Um, Eric the Viking. Note the increase in gun crime in New Zealand since they took our guns. I actually have not been paying attention to you. I have not, but I'll have to check it out now. Now I'm intrigued. I'll take your word for it. Chris M. In regards to open primary sabotage voting, is this a feature instead of a bug and should it not be encouraged on all sides? Wouldn't this pull Republicans left and Democrats right avoiding the fringes on both parties and help maintain a more center political body? Yeah, that's true, but we would have to get people unilaterally to sabotage vote. There would have to be some sort of like cohesive effort. I don't, I don't see that happening. The only people that are receptive to this are people that want to burn the whole thing down. And most of those people are uh, just disaffected Republicans. Just non-voters. Maybe they just don't care. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm so apathetic about things. I'm, well, plus I'm not sure I agree with the premise because if both sides successfully sabotage voted, presumably the right is voting for the fringiest, silliest, most extremist leftist and the left because they think they'll lose. And the left is voting for the, well, I guess it depends on the theory because as we talked about, we would, everybody would just write in Hitler. (laughs) Well, no, if you're thinking of this strategically and you want to sabotage the theory to, to give as much credit to Chris as possible. The theory we talked about before is that leftists are sabotage voting by voting for, moderate and or lefty Republicans say Mitt Romney types. Not that he's really leftist, but you know what I mean? He folds very easily. The others. Yeah. So that, I mean, you, you could get centrist that way, but 
the way I'm thinking is if, if both sides are sabotage voting under the theory that putting in the silliest, most extremist candidate from your opposition will get them defeated. If they both successfully did that, you would have Hitler versus Marx if, effectively. And then you don't get any centrism at all. You actually have two fringes. Voting is a farce anyway. I mean, the more people that realize that and just opt out, the more people will have to create a more centrist society. So I don't really know if this is the way to do it. Hmm. If you're still voting at this point in time, like, I, I don't know. I'm still going to do it. But as as I've said, the best argument I have left is it doesn't hurt. It is <laughs> it, yeah. in no way does it harm. But it, is my faith in the is my faith in the system of voting intact after this last debacle? Absolutely not. We'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. states can get it figured out. But honestly, I think I'm I'm never going to vote again hmm. for anything. Uh, not vote. Witwat um, says in and... stores, I've noticed women having terrible spatial awareness. They leave carts in the middle of the exit door, <laughs> block hallways to restrooms with carts, stand in the way in aisles and look at you coming towards them and then continue to block the aisle. And I have even seen a woman put all the merchandise in her hands on the floor in the middle of a main aisle and squat down to take a phone call are women mentally challenged when it comes to spatial awareness or am i being too harsh on them um okay some of this is laziness and some of it's bitchiness and some of it is spatial awareness um i do all of these things i've I've literally done every one of these things i guess i haven't thought about whether there's a gender gap in this but i can tell you that um when you've got someone absentmindedly blocking an entire lane of traffic in uh, whether it's a store or just a common area of some kind, yeah, I can't stand those people. Like how, yeah, but maybe she just doesn't give a fuck. So it's not a lack of awareness. It's just total lack of courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. When I do it, it's usually a complete lack of courtesy. Hmm. Um, the spatial awareness thing though, that is right on. I remember when I was taking the IQ test, I was like knocking it out of the park until I got to some of the spatial awareness stuff. And then I was like, Oh my God. And then today I parallel parked and I, I thought I did a killer job with my backup cam and blah, blah, blah. I yeah. get out and my car's totally crooked and like four feet from the curb. <laughs> Wish I could see the footage on that one. I was like, Oh, I got this, in this little <laughs> tiny space. Like the space is fucking huge. Yeah. Um, my spatial awareness is it, it's like somebody that's blind in one eye. It's, it's that bad. Hmm. I don't represent all women, but um, I should because I'm awesome. <laughs> Incompetent hands. Uh, Blonde stole my question on Sunday, but here it goes. Whether it's the military or the minimum wage, the left solutions are questionable. Making every job pay $15 an hour and wanting more government handouts would destroy working class people. Introducing femininity into the military is a great way to teach everybody Mandarin. Like you said, Blonde, they want people dependent, but why weak? Is there an alternative motive? We're not seeing, I welcome the tinfoil, but there's an agenda unfolding and it's time to get serious. I think that the ultimate agenda is world depopulation down to under 1 billion. I think this is all about Hmm. reducing the world population because they're obsessed with their carbon footprint. Um, They're secular, so they don't value human life. And so I think that they are literally trying to depopulate the world to, to save the planet. To me, all, all of this stuff has been so convenient for China, whether it's coronavirus generally, whether it's the 
feminization of the American military. I get skeptical that there's a lot of uh, Chinese influence afoot and potentially odd Chinese bedfellows with people who share communist sympathies. Yeah. Um, I haven't thought about it in a, like a global depopulation way, but um, but maybe I suppose I, I one thing that's interesting to consider too is isn't it interesting how coronavirus serves? You mentioned uh, the carbon footprint and global warming stuff. Isn't it interesting how coronavirus just conveniently serves all of the global warming narrative, just packaged up in a different with a different bow, basically well, to yeah, try that's to sell this is all fake. It's it's like the it's like the original version didn't work, so you pack it up and present it in a different way, and maybe it's more effective this time. That's literally what Klaus Schwab says. Yeah, yeah, that's the great reason. I forgot I mean, about that's him. Exactly what he said. The guy who sounds like a German uh, evil, uh, like some kind of villain in a movie. Like I know, like where's your hairless cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I probably need to listen to more of him. I'm gonna let you read this next one. Okay, is it dangerous or what? No, All right. no, it's, it's about pizza. It's the name. What the hell is this? V.I. Brator Magorium's <laughs> Masturbatory Emporium? What the hell? All right. A for cleverness, I guess. Or detail, at least. Have you uh, Have you guys ever tried Chicago Lou's Malnati's? Uh, Chicago's Lou Malnati's deep dish before. I know neither of you are huge fans of Chicago pizza, but everyone I've served it to loves it. I can send you some if you're interested. Is it something I can buy? Like at the, is it like a frozen product or can I buy it? Where can I get it? I've never heard of it. Um, I don't hate deep dish pizza. I just feel like that's a meat pie. Yeah. The, the realest of the real Chicago pizza is too much for me. That said like chain old Chicago with the thick doughy cornbread crust, that's yeah, I'm into that. But the stuff I mean, that's like pizza on a cracker—that's what I want. Yeah, you, no, that's no. But yeah, the stuff that's uh, the only time I've had authentic Chicago pizza in—it wasn't actually in Chicago; it was in southern Wisconsin, close to Chicago. That's just too much. Like that is a weird. It's almost like lasagna or something. That's yeah. That's yeah. too far. I don't like a soggy crust. Hmm. What, and uh, Chicago style pizza. What about like it's New York fun. where it's just the biggest, greasiest, floppiest pizza of all time? Oh, yeah. I'll go to town on that. You like yeah. that? All right. Uh, Chris to the Jays up next. Update on COS. Wyoming Senate had a vote on their resolution today and failed 16-14. What do you think this wow. says about Republicans being, in my honest opinion, cowards? And what do you think needs to be done in either changing minds or... Changing the party. I think the party's toast. I, I don't even think in terms of two parties anymore because none of this fucking matters. Yeah, this is convention of states that he's referencing, which yeah. uh, I forget. You need 38 to make it happen. So states could get together and propose constitutional amendments. I think you need 37 to make it happen. Thir- something like that. Yeah, two two thirds, right? Or is it three quarters? I can't remember. Whatever it is, you need 37, 38 states. Um, and a lot of states, there's something like 30 states signed on to this. I'm very surprised that Wyoming would buck. I wonder if there was some technical reason or or why. I'd be curious to look into that. Uh, do I have any loyalty to the Republican Party? No. the lo- My loyalty to the Republican Party is only insofar as they are not communists, which basically the Democrats are at this point, or communist light at best. They have some constitutional fidelity i would say the republican party has more constitutional fidelity than the democratic party 
But even that's mm-hmm. not saying much. I mean, this this to me, this is a lesser of two evils thing. I don't consider myself a Republican. I have no loyalty to that party because I don't I view them as like 50 percent faithful to the Constitution. And even that's maybe generous. And I view the Democrats as like one percent faithful to the Constitution. Who cares about the Constitution, though? Who cares? Me. God damn it. You're going to have to give it up because it doesn't matter what it says if nobody abides by it. Well, But that's that's just it. That's not the Constitution's fault. That's our fault. Yeah, but it's it's the inability to adhere to it that makes the document worthless no matter what it says. Well, no, that can't be true. I mean, if you had the word of God himself, it's like say, okay, so if you believe the Bible to be the word of God, presumably, correct? You, you wouldn't say that the Bible is worthless if people don't uphold it. The Bible still holds philosophical truth and value. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, building a society around a document that nobody adheres to. Like if you well, had built a secular society around the Bible, then in that case, the Bible is worthless. Yeah. The, you, as we've discussed, you have to find ways to. Enforce. To punish oath breakers. People who break yeah. their oaths need to be punished. You know, we don't one do that. public hanging for treason would take care of all. <laughs> who's taking it defensively? Yeah. I mean, are we going to talk about this? <laughs> Hypothetically. Like, Theoretically, treason is a is a punishable by death offense. It is. Yeah. Per federal statute. And it's the only constitutionally defined crime. Yeah. I and think so we now have, we have um, all sorts of, of politicians and public officials blatantly committing treason, talking about it publicly and they have no repercussions and they're hailed as American heroes. And we're like, oh, the Constitution talking about giving uh, aid to our enemies. Eric Swalwell was literally banging one not long ago. And Diane Feinstein, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not well, banging her driver. But who knows what, what they did in that limo or whatever they drove around. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you for the update on Convention of States, Chris. Uh, Matt and Biden made love. I don't know about that. After one After- too many times being accused of being a grandma killer for refusing the vaccine, I must ask why people are suddenly acting like it's a grave injustice to put a number on getting back to normal we're never going to we're never going to get zero casualties for any disease unless we all want to live hermetically that's a good word uh, hermetically sealed off from each other uh for the rest of our miserable lives some people have died of the common cold or the flu in years past we don't lock down the entire country for them we don't have trouble or we didn't have trouble putting a number on those lives so what changed um it what changed is there are political opportunities and political ends. That's, that's what I would say. I know that's opinion and speculation, but that's all I can come up with because to the points that you're making, if we applied these same principles to any number of viruses that have existed, as long as human beings have existed, we never would have run our society the way that we did. We suddenly decided any, that, that any transmission, however incidental and however natural of any virus is suddenly not just unacceptable, but morally unacceptable. That you're, yeah, you're a bad I person. I agree that you're a bad person if you intentionally infect somebody with some kind of pathogen. All right. That's an intentional harm. But the biological. I feel no guilt about my um, booger swiping philosophy that I've literally been doing. Since <laughs> I leave a booger on every door handle out of principle. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, again, it's. I just. So much of this is 
of leftist philosophy in general is it's about never accepting the reality of the natural world and constantly trying to shape it into some bizarre perfection. And the manifestation in this case is we want a weird world where no pathogens ever pass from one person to the other. Is that what they actually want? Or is that just the purported claim to be used as a mechanism to control people? Of course it's the purported claim. Yeah. I mean, what changed is the powers that be recognized that the populace was weak enough and fearful enough and secular enough to be entirely governed by fear of something that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. Like this is fucking different than anything else. Seriously, everybody needs to look at their lives. If no one had told you that you were in a pandemic, would anybody even know, even if you know people that have gotten coronavirus and died, they would just be somebody that died of pneumonia or some other shit in any other, an old person that died of pneumonia. You would have no freaking idea we were in the midst of a pandemic. Remember when this started? We actually thought that people were going to be dead in the streets. That was you. All those pictures. That was you. Well, all those pictures were coming out of China. Yeah. And remember the ones in New York where they were just like loading trucks of bodies? Of bodies. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were heavily propagandized and even based people like me fell for it for a yeah. while. Like, yeah. Even people on the right until a few months ago were like, it's our duty to fucking blah, mask, blah, blah, yeah. blah, vaccine. Um, and some people are still, they're still falling for it. Well, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned the secular point there. And I say that as someone who has been, and I guess continues to be secular, I suppose. But what I've noticed throughout this, speaking of wanting to perfect the world and erase anything negative, it's like they think you can ban death. Or avoid death. We can't. And one of the things I admire the most about people of faith is invariably they have the proper perspective on death. That it is coming for you, but it is your obligation, your moral imperative to live the best life that you can until that day comes and you meet your maker. I don't know if I believe that as a matter of fact, but as a philosophy and how to live your life, it leads to gotta be that way. It leads to much better lives for everybody. Happy, fulfilled lives. And you think about the proper perspective, you think of somebody on their deathbed who has absolutely no regret whatsoever because you've left a beautiful family with uh, plenty, a beautiful home, plenty to take care of them. And it's like, you know, son of a bitch, I did it. I got nothing left to do here. I don't care if it's my time to go. And I, I only hope that when my time comes, that's how I can feel. And it's people of faith who have that. It's people who think that the whole world is just some big coincidence and a happenstance that a, a, a whole bunch of compacted matter blew up and we're all here because of some randomness and there's really no value to anything. It's all just, uh, it's all just one big mistake or one big coincidence that when you don't see purpose to the world or you don't see value in the world, then you get in these weird situations where you're trying to perfect the nature of the world. You can't do it. Accept yeah. what the natural world is and let's make the best of it. Have you heard of this concept of the singularity? No. Um, it's this movement of people that are very realistically trying to contain their eternal consciousness, 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 conscious, um, on like a hard drive on a, you know, Like you want to make a a, digital you? Is that what you're saying? Like a digital version of your brain? Yes. It's just a way for you to live eternally. It's the most boomer nonsense (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Um, What is his name? Live chat. Ray Kirkswald or something like that. I can't remember. 
Well, it's a great philosophical question, even if it could be achieved. Do you want eternal life? And I don't mean that in the afterlife religious sense. I mean that in the biological reality of this world. Do you want eternal life? To me, it's an absolute no. 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 It, no it would, life don't. would be worthless if it was eternal. Is there anything Ray else? Kurzweil, that's it. Yes. Oh. Transhumanism, that's what they're talking about. Is um, there anything of value that is infinite in supply? Basically, nothing. If you could live forever, what value is today? Not only that, but, you know, uh, the concept of eternity is a, uh, that is hell in and of itself. And mm. it's something that we can't fathom as human beings. Like, yeah. I remember when I was a child, I would get obsessed thinking about eternity and it would make me want to vomit. Like, just like trying to wrap my mind around <laughs> forever. You, um, you just can't do it because it, all we understand is that things have a beginning, a middle and an end as yeah. humans. Um and I find this uh, this transhumanist concept, this technological sing singularity concept, particularly offensive to my religious sensibilities hmm. because it takes the eternal out of the religious philosophy and it becomes something that we've created as men. Um, I think it is an affront to God to do that. Yeah. And it's also... It's also a hellish prison that you would be putting yourself into. I have no fucking interest in this. Well, that's that's one of the dangers of that worldview that always gets me. If there is no objectivity to the natural world and everything can be made or altered by us as men, anything can be taken away. And, and the rules by which we've all lived could change at any time and be perfectly justified. It's a chaos world. It lacks order. It lacks any sense. And how are you supposed yeah. to live and flourish in a world where the rules could be made up on a day-to-day -day basis and you never yeah. know what to expect? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but also we're relatively young and uh, you know, I might become more fearful of death as I as I get older. I think if you build a life of value, you probably won't. Let me tell you, I am much less afraid of dying since I had my baby. Hmm. Because I feel like I've accomplished something finally yeah, sure. in, in my life. It hasn't been a total waste of time. You know what always got me boggled my mind in the way you're describing? I feel like I can conceptualize something that goes on forever, or at least it doesn't bother my brain as much as the idea of something that exists, but never started. It's just always been there. Yeah. I can't. That's, that's trying to imagine eternity in reverse, kind of the it's other direction. Eternity, yeah. yeah. That's that always even thinking about that now. How, I can't, just the idea of something that exists, but doesn't have a formal start. Yeah. Yeah. It is why one of the reasons that I can't buy into this, this big bang theory. Hmm. Cause that is kind of a something, something created from nothing like mentality that I, I don't really understand. Uh, I it's certainly really out there. I certainly really couldn't tell there. you all the science. As far as I understand, you had like all the universe's matter compacted into a small yeah. object and it, it explodes and there's the universe. There you go. I don't know. I don't, I, I can't, I can't pretend to deliver expertise on that. And I, I don't, I don't say this with skepticism toward natural sciences, understanding of the universe. I think that these are all compatible things. I think yeah. that the, the natural laws of the world in which we operate are, are perfectly compatible with an idea that something created it, or at least gave it life according to a set of, of rules by which we operate. I, I, I don't, I've I don't like the idea of, of religion and science being inherently enemies. I think they're actually quite compatible. No, I mean, this uh, obsession with science is just a replacement 
for people's uh, religion. It's just oh, 100%. that they feel. Follow <laughs> the science. Follow the science. I mean, yeah. my mom and I were talking about this um, today, but not even very long ago, people thought that babies couldn't feel pain, which is why they uh, didn't use any anesthetic during circumcision. It's like, but if you're young, if your infant child falls and breaks their arm, they freak the fuck out, but they still were like, oh, babies don't feel pain. It's like retards. Like science is changing constantly, but we don't as a society have the self-awareness to be like, uh, maybe this science isn't absolute. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. We, uh, we have to get into the chat We're <laughs> we've gone we long on this there. one. Yeah. I, I, I don't even remember what the question was about. That's how. Grandma God, we were talking about, yeah, when will they ever accept that viruses are part of the natural world? And it's like, yeah, there's hey, a that lot was about pretty the, close. The, yeah. But, but that, yeah, it's part of that broad theme of there's a hell of a lot about the natural world that I think yeah. the leftist trajectory of this country just refuses to accept. Mm-hmm. The second you accept the, the natural world as the, it's, there's so much depth to this, because the second that I started accepting the natural world the way that it is and tried to adapt myself to operate within it, my life got so much better. So much easier, yeah. When you start thinking, oh, if only the world were a more perfect version of itself, if only the world out there would change in these weird, bizarre ways to be more suitable for my life. No, man, build, build yourself to survive in this world. Don't try to build the world. Exactly. Yeah. It's, that, uh, is, that is so true. You know what has basically cured my OCD? Hmm. You do this therapy where you have to um, basically admit that you know nothing and hmm. then just operate in the uncertainty. The only reason Socrates was wise. He knew that yes, he was it's, unwise. It's, exactly. It's like stop trying to figure impossible things out using your meager human brain, hmm. except that you don't know shit and then just try to live a day-to-day existence where you enjoy life yeah and provide something for society well thank you to uh the emailer that was a good chat <laughs> now we got to uh bring it down a notch and start uh talking about whatever uh borderline unacceptable jokes are in the chat let's see what we got c2k says a quick shout out to el vaquero and the others who have made the telegram work for the community also to our lady callers or do our lady callers except based af single widow or dance from the uk as potential suitors i don't know you'll have to get you'll have to get in contact um and good luck why would uh, somebody not want to date a widow or widower uh yeah we've t- I, I when we were talking about like would you date someone with children prior to me, that's a pretty clear exception is someone who lost their spouse through no fault of their own. Yeah. Uh, so I would think most people would have a similar perspective on that. Yeah, totally. I, Plus, I once heard Coach Red Pill say, like, why would you date a widow? It's like pulling somebody's old gum off their shoe and, and <laughs> eating it. I was like, geez, man, like, it's not her fault her husband died. Yeah. Yikes. Well, the, the hesitation I've had for single moms and this is not a shot at single moms out there i know we have some listeners i know life has its circumstances but to me the hesitation that i have is one why isn't dad in the picture but two i know that by uh, entering this relationship there's a guy out there who wants me dead like he just does if i'm taking care of some other guy's kid he wants me dead period well, and I don't some like guys, that. <laughs> some, some men are absentee fathers that don't at all care about their children. Ugh. 
I don't know. I've really laid off single moms because, uh, you know, behind every single mom is a, a man that's not fulfilling his duties either. Like, why is it always her fault? Behind every single mom is a man who, yeah, maybe is, let it is failing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, I I'm sure there there are probably faults on both sides, depending. on Who knows? I don't know. I, yeah, I, but I, some every, single moms have literally made one bad decision. One bad decision. Do you give a Do you give the three strikes rule in a marriage? No. How many? There are probably one strikers in a marriage. I would assume, like one. You do it once, you're out. Yeah. 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 I mean, if my husband cheated on me or beat me, that would be it. Well, what, almost. What counts as a beating? Any kind of physical abuse. I'd be out of there. Yeah. I thought um, we were team light beatings. No, absolutely. <laughs> so not. that was that was a joke. That. That totally was a, a joke. Yeah, I would All never right. tolerate that in my own marriage. But outside of those things, like even if he plunged us into financial ruin, I would try to make it work. Hmm. Uh, Dur Frank casting spells over on Trovo. Appreciate that. And Mike Hawk four twenty blazing. Always got to be careful. Get chickens. Uh, I would love to, but it's kind of a mess, and I'm, I've heard it's pretty labor intensive. So. But maybe that's a skill I should develop too. Ron Helton, Cast St. Patrick, thank you for celebrating the day of our Irish overlords. Uh, looks like we're good on. Is my daughter oh, Jenny, listening to hippie music. Jenny TX ETC, Rico Man, appreciate you guys supporting the show on D Live. And uh, I think we're good on Tippy Stream. What do you got on YouTube? We'll call it a night. Uh, Rodzilla says, was a good kid. Both parents was raised by the belt and never got a beating and never got a whipping I didn't deserve. Wouldn't change it. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I can't get behind that yet. I will have to, as, as much as I'm interested in this topic, I'll have to defer tonight because we talked about it a lot. And I know if we start, we'll go another 20 minutes. I know. Uh, and my husband's resorting to playing Grateful Dead for the baby. So I need to intervene <laughs> yeah. before she... Start smoking blunts. Yeah. Darlene Kate says, still alive here. Barnes said it is 70 days from charging, but pretrial motions can extend it. Oh, the standard on um, what a speedy trial means. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, Darlene. Uh, Jamie Clay says, enjoy what's left this cheddar after of this cheddar after Susan takes her bite of our Biden bucks that the... D- Dementia crats, I like it. Said, <laughs> plan to pick up a Joe-approved Mossberg 590A1 retrograde to fill out our home security with the rest good. of the cheese. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, of course, that's the Biden standard. You don't need an AR-15. Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. Shoot it off your porch in violation of Delaware law. Yeah, do that. Uh, Dementia crats is a new one. I got it real quick. I, like I love scrolling through Facebook comment wars on local stories between people who are leftists and people who are right wing or whatever, because they always have the most cringe names like demon rats for Democrats and Republic craps. And oh, oh what it, uh, rep, they call them repugs like Republicans are rep, they're Republicans like they're repugnant. That's not good. Uh, demonic like rats, tiny dogs, demon craps. Yeah, just all of those. And what people call Obama, Obama. Oh, the cringe. Dementia crats. Is, uh, maybe, maybe that one's a little better. <laughs> Cabin. Yeah. Nope. That was I couldn't believe. Yeah. OK. Cabin. Yeah, I, gnaw. Right. Obviously. Cabin. Gnaw. Gnaw. No, thank you. Gnaw. <sighs> Cabin. N-A-H was the correct way to make that 
Kevin Nope. I think what they were trying to do is make a play on the Obama because they use the Obama stylized hope art. Yeah. So I think they were trying to make it a play on hope with Kevin. Too nope. many things. But that's, that's not a three syllable word. Yeah. That doesn't work. <sighs> okay. Um, Stogie's in boomsticks. No, no. Thank you, sir. GR says first super chat pronounced GR. I did it. There you They're go. whining about anti-Asian rhetoric and blaming Trump supporters for this mass murder in Atlanta. I figured as much. They're we'll trying hard. Sunday. We'll definitely talk about that Sunday. But now they're saying that guy had a sex addiction. So he took it out on the Asian massage parlors. Draw your own conclusions. Whatever. <laughs> uh, dash, dash. China won't even have to invade Taiwan. Lowest birth rates in Asia means importing more mainland workers till they democratically decide to be part of China. Similar mm. strategy. Uh, to, to China in Inner Mongolia. Wow, that's sort of brilliant. China's got terrifying. it all figured out. Whoops. Kyle it's Wells. dinner any time. Man... Got to hurry up. Okay. <laughs> any man double masking on his own volition should be required to use two condoms during any prospective sexual encounter. That gene pool needs chlorine. Uh, they always say don't use two condoms because they rub together and break. That's what they oh, taught us more likely ed. to break? Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if that's true. Um, Bill Biz, Matt and Blonde, did you see where a California woman created a GoFundMe account to help yeah. the oppressed Megan and Harry pay the mortgage on their $14.6 million estate? Apparently only raised $100 and was closed. Yikes. I heard the story. I didn't look into it much, but yeah. Chris, New Jersey says, family is skiing, snowboarding at Big Sky this week. Mass signs everywhere, but only one person said anything. City of Bozeman seems more militant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you guys are having fun. Big Sky earlier in the season had been more militant, and they actually had hired young kids to stand in high traffic areas and go, put your mask over your nose, please. Put your mask over your nose, please. No. Ugh. And walk by. Depends on where you go in Bozeman. Um, yeah. downtown, highly likely to be mask Nazis out toward the West end of town, um, where I live less so. Uh, but I hope you guys are having fun. And if I, as, as always, any, if you're in town and, uh, you want to say hi, just send me an email and perhaps we can meet up. That goes for Chris or that goes for anybody who's coming through town, but I hope you've enjoyed your time here. The weather's been great. Happy doggy. No, no. Thank you, sir or ma'am. Joshua Champion. Blonde, I'm a graphic designer. And if you'd like, I'll design a custom forced to comply or similarly themed <laughs> mask free of charge for your airplane trip. I would love that. There you However, go. I'm leaving on Monday. Mm. If you can get that in before Monday. Where are you going? I forget. If I don't want, I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't want to share. But... Colorado. Oh, okay. And you're not it's, doing the drive uh, again. No Wyoming drive. Oh, I have fucking PTSD from that drive. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I don't care what new world order I have to bow to. I'm not <laughs> driving again. I don't yeah. care. You're going to come back uh, fully vaccinated after this. I know. Trip, I don't give though. a shit. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, Josh and Jesus. Uh, why don't you guys ever post the Wednesday shows? Because this show is almost always garbage. Uh, truthfully. So I'll, I'll give you the reasons why. Um, the, the reasons why are because this show by its design is very free flowing, very anything can happen. And that's of benefit and of drawback. The benefit is like, it can be very fun and we have interesting interactions. We might not expect or have by just ourselves. Of course, the drawback is sometimes it's sometimes it's a little rough. Let's put it that way. And it's not that I, it's not that I don't appreciate the audience. I do a hundred percent. I enjoy these interactions. That's why we keep doing it. But for me, from a YouTube channel perspective, 
the call-in show is sort of a, a niche product that's a little more off the wall that I don't necessarily want someone's first encounter to be. Yeah. And and the other reason is that I want people to have a reason to sign up on the audio platforms where it's posted. Not that you have to listen after the fact, but I, I just want to have a little incentive for people to go sign up to follow the podcast right, right, on yeah. Wherever, Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, uh, Spotify, wherever. Just that if we got Susan WikiWiki, we'd have as much of a backup plan as possible. So that's the thinking, to be perfectly transparent on on why we handle the call-in show the way that we do. Yep. All right. Anything else? Oh, we have one one more no note from Dale Jones. Okay. I think we are all set then. Let's see what... I'll just refresh on uh, Tippy Stream. We're good. Trovo, good. And DLive looks good. Happy that DLive is still functional. Perhaps we'll even have a Sunday stream on there sometime soon, like Sunday. All right. Well, that will do it for the show tonight. Appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Definitely talk about this um, shooting spree in the Atlanta area. And of course, they're saying it's a sex addiction. You know they're going to link this guy to Trump or right-wing politics in any way that yeah. they can. The best article I've seen this week is from Vox because it came out that 85% of the San Francisco anti-Asian hate crimes were black attackers. It's still white supremacy's fault. It's because white supremacy has indoctrinated them to do this. We'll try to understand the logic on Sunday, plus whatever the hell else happens for the rest of the week. We'll see you then.